0: Welcome to another episode of Eternal Champions. I am your host and DM, Michael
1: Trabacchino, and
0: joining me from afar today are the champions, Merithal, played by Ernie.
1: What's up, guys? And accompanied by Loki. Oh, we the uh, podcast.
0: He's the unofficial mascot slash member of uh, Neon Knights. So, and making his first time appearance here on Eternal Champions, but not in a Neon Knights production podcast, is. The man you all know as the ultimate supreme, master, big, gigantic senpai daddy, Jonathan Morales.
2: What's up, guys? (laughs) Hey, daddy.
0: (laughs) Hey, daddy back. And the champion Oberon, played by Cesar.
3: Hey, everybody. Hope you're all having a good time. But before that, you know, we got to do a special shout out. Snyder Cut, we got to release this shit. Everybody, make sure that you go hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up. Make sure that you lay everything down because Oberon might be tall, but releasing the Snyder Cut's even taller. Back to you, Mike.
0: <laughs> okay, I was waiting for that. Thank you. I, I forgot. Wanna...
3: I, I'm like, I'm like, I wanna eat my chicken. Oh, apparently I gotta say this. Like, uh
0: please bring it back. Okay. So um before we hop right into it, do you guys need a recap of what transpired last session?
4: Yes. Uh. Yes, okay.
0: And Loki seems to need a recap as well, so I, I have to oblige I by I have to oblige by the doggo. So last time on Eternal Champions, you guys went. <clears throat> you guys arrived to the town of Carnwick. You met Oberon in the tavern that was assumed to be known as the Red Jug. You encountered an individual named Doctor Xander Narad, who you've heard about in certain passing bys of notes and readings. Um, From there, as he left and after he left, a shambling horror stumbled into the red jug, merged with an innocent bystander and transformed into this monstrosity. Uh, Combat ensued where Oberon and Astreos were able to fell this creature while Myrthal and Udil escorted the patrons out in an orderly fashion to make sure no one was trampled on. Unfortunately, the red jug, even though the beast was defeated, the red jug was burnt to the ground. Um, fortunately, Oberon did manage to save some of the stock from the bar and also gave some gold away to one of the employees of the red jug who then continued, proceeded to reward um, Oberon with a nice fancy-looking bottle of liqueur. From there, the group went on to split where Udil, Myrthal, and Oberon went to the Dead Man's Respite, which is another tavern, which is the number two tavern that he knew about from the map that he had procured. uh, Procured, sorry, wrong word. Uh, And while Anar and Astraos went over to the doctor's clinic. Uh, They broke into the doctor's clinic, and there they continued to perform some sort of quick experimentation on the creature as well as analyze and collect some of its blood where they then went to the Dead Man's Respite to get the rest of the group. While at the Dead Man's Respite, the group Oberon, Udil, and Myrthal were all sharing a drink. <clears throat>
4: um,
0: upon entering, you all did notice that everyone here looked a little gaunt and lethargic, and but they were doing their best to keep up in high spirits. Um, the bartender that served Oberon was a dragonborn, a black dragonborn, or what you assume to be a black dragonborn with graying scales, which is something a little odd given the fact that his actual physical appearance looks of something of, you know, a youthful age. So that is where we left off and uh, we'll be picking up with Astraeus and Anar arriving at the dead man's respite. Go ahead, players. Take it away.
1: Welcome back, fellas. Find anything with your... uh. ...companion that you left in the office over there? Uh, Gnar leans in
0: closer to you, and he whispers into your ear, stage whisper by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think we're gonna want to get a room before we discuss any further.
1: We might as well do that now before, uh, we call some more chaos.
0: Okay. Um, do you know, have you already procured said rooms, or is that something we're going to have to look forward to doing?
1: Yes, yes. Procure room now. I don't remember doing it earlier. We came right for drinks.
4: Okay.
0: And <clears throat> Anar flags the Dragonborn bartender, and the bartender or barkeep rather, um, approaches him and uh, may my companions and I uh, get some rooms for the night. If not, two rooms joined together. Um, how many of us are there now? And he starts counting. There's you, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, five beds if not two rooms three and two and one and the dragonborn looks at Anar and goes "Uh, that'll set you back about uh, five gold a room and Anar takes out his ten, drops it on the counter and pushes it towards the barkeep, the barkeep scoops up said ten gold coins leaves the bar for a second walks behind into the back room, comes back out and has two keys, room one, room two And he tells you, these two rooms are conjoined. They have a door that separates the two, just in case um, you seek privacy for whatever reason, gentlemen. And he goes back to serving the other clientele in the tavern. So Anar gives you a key, and he keeps the other key for himself. All right. Uh, Do you want to finish your drinks and meet me upstairs with Estreos and Udil or... Uh...
1: South Titan plan, and I translate for uh, Omeron. Everything that's going on. Boom. Well,
3: he just he, he asked when the dragon boring came back. You noticed Oberon wasn't looking at like he was looking down at the ground, trying we... to maintain. Well, when he returned with the keys and asking that, he, same thing, same kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing your voice, just. You see a, like a small nod of understanding. But okay. there's a, yeah, no response. not No verbal response.
1: Okay. Yeah, so we'll finish our drink and we'll meet in there.
0: Alright. And so Astraeus and Anar and Udil go up. Udil brings his drink with him and they head upstairs and they head into room two. So you're left with room key one.
1: one. Okay, got it. And I hold up my cup up to Omiron. Cheers, I say, Elmage.
3: Thanks, and pours and drinks it very quietly. Everything alright? Your lovers um are waiting for us.
1: I have no lovers. Ast- Astata
3: didn- said that you and you and points at both of them. Were and then then does the. You're going by
0: now, so you're pointing uh-huh. to like nobody.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, point, It makes the circle hand then the finger and does the like the little the penetra- intercourse the, yeah, penetration
4: the penetration time.
1: Yes, yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I start actually laughing. No, <laughs> he lied to you. He wanted to uh, make fun and have some kind of mischievous fun. That sounds like uh, rail for sure. <laughs> all right. Um. No, we're all friends. Nothing more.
3: Hold on, I gotta roll for this. Just nods and usher um, motions towards where where to go.
1: All right. Come on. And uh,
0: we head to the room. Mm-hmm. So you guys, as you get up from the bar, the stairs going up to the bar uh, – sorry, the bar, up to the rooms
4: mm-hmm.
0: are literally directly up north of you. So the way that the, the tavern is set up, when you enter the tavern, to the right is the bar itself with several casks of ale as well as a door into a back room. And then behind you guys were, uh, are the tables, usually about five or six, as well as some lounging chairs on top of that uh, in front of a hearth that with a roaring fire um, that the guests are all talking. And, you know, despite their gaunt and sickly-looking appearance, they, they they are, you know, looking quite jovial or at least trying to give off that appearance. Um, but, yeah, so that's the the layout. So I wanted you guys to have a, an idea of what this area looks like.
4: Nice. Okay.
1: And, uh,
0: we make our way up. So, as soon as you guys head upstairs, um, facing... So, when you're coming up the stairs, facing downward, to your right are a series of doors, as well as to your left are a series of six doors. The rooms are labeled. Okay. So, you don't need to check for, like, investigation. And the rooms on the right are labeled from one, two, three, and then the rooms on the left are labeled... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think I'm. I counted properly. No, nine. Sorry, <clears throat> I overcounted. There we go. In so, your
3: world, are numbers the same through all all languages, or are they they differ differently, like the alphabet does?
0: They are different. Just like in, say, like if you're studying Mandarin, for instance, okay. um, the numbers are different. Okay. And this is. What you do notice, however, there are numbers, but there are also small little subsets of smaller numbers engraved. So it has the number one, which is predominantly written in common, since that is the, quote, common language, Mm -hmm. right? And then underneath it has a small engraving of the Elvish one, and then next to it, the Dwarvish one, and then three, a Draconic one. And then underneath that, it has a um, Sylvan one.
1: That's awesome. Okay.
0: So, oh. it, it, they are accommodating, but you have to look for it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Ora just goes and grabs, like, the, fir- the first door on the left, opens it, oh, that's it, that's it, and just closes the door, he's like, I'm sorry.
0: So, you open the door, uh, uh, give, give me a dice roll, uh, a 1d6, uh, yeah. Let's see which room you're gonna be opening. Three. You open the room, and inside is an elderly couple trying to sleep. Um are you abruptly entering the room or are you just opening the door realizing you made a mistake and then
3: going out opens the door and just like um hunches down to go through the door and halfway he goes oh sorry <laughs> <And> just <laughs> goes back out
0: let me see if they wake up 86 89 so no they do not wake up um so you you manage to close the door and go out you're like oh my
1: bad and then you over here, uh, Oberon, I'll take the key and unlock the door for room number one. Room number one, as you
0: enter the room for room number one, the lights in it illuminate automatically. That's pretty cool. Um And so it, it gives off – the, the lights are sconces, but they look almost like kerosene lanterns, if that makes sense. And so the room itself has three beds. Um, So you got the room that has three beds, by the way, and there is one door um, to the right as you enter the room, and then there's another door a little further to your right on the wall uh, adjacent to the door that you're entering the room.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So... So as you enter this room, if you go to your right, there's a door. And then, if you go, if you look on the wall adjacent to your uh, the door that you're entering, it's there's
1: also another door. Okay, so I'll shut the door that's Jason, as soon as we walk in. So the door that you're that's adjacent, um, it's
0: about there, there's some separation. Obviously, it's not directly next yeah. to it. You You op- you turn the knob, it opens, and the door creaks. And inside the room are Anar, Udil, and um, Astraos, and they're in the room with two beds and in their room, they have a room with windows facing the South of the room itself. you there are windows facing the North in your room. Um, you do notice, however, that there is a, in your room, right? Mm-hmm. When you first enter, there is a note on what can be passed uh, as consider a nightstand next to each of the beds.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But
0: that was tertiary. I forgot to give that information to you gentlemen. So you see it in R there and are there like, um, I think we're going to have to switch s- rooms switch rooms, or someone's going to go into that room. Uh, I it mean, it depends on sleeping arrangements, really, which to be you fair,
1: according to Israel, we're all lovers here. So, uh, I'm sure he is sharing a man with you. See, Neil,
0: maybe you see, he looks at Anar. I mean, Anar looks at a raises an eyebrow and he goes, ah, that explains a little bit. Okay. Um, no, you do you though. I'm no judge. <laughs> um, and then as Trails goes, he 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 has that look on his face where he shakes his head, rolls his eyes, and he goes, like under his breath, he's like, mm, just give me a reason. And <laughs> and Udil is like, you couldn't handle me.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, so- I, I'll take more hands and you know it's okay. <laughs> He goes,
0: not these hands. And you see he's like, he's wearing like, like, like full on, like plated gauntlets. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and so
0: he goes, well, all right, if that's the case, then Astreos, uh, Udil and myself, and then you and uh, our companion. Uh, what's his name? ulnar <laughs> He's just
3: like ducking down, going into this other door frame that is a little bit smaller
0: yeah no the door is about six feet tall so yeah it's still shorter than you obviously but yeah Yes,
3: yeah, so like you just hear the creaking of the armor as he's going in
0: let's just say if you okay so if you jumped how high is your jump as a character
3: that's one of the things that i don't know okay um but just off the bat he's eight feet
0: yeah that's why i'm calculating this okay so a rain regular- eight feet
3: tall he could probably touch the roof
0: you can touch the roof, but if you if you put a little too much force in your jump, you probably can hit your head on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially if there's a since there is a crossbeam here, you got to be careful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So that that's what Anar says to you guys. Um, is that okay? Or uh, wh- yeah. What is his name, by the way?
1: Uh, Oberon. Oberon.
0: Um, hi. My my name's Anar. Uh, we met briefly. He got
1: uh, in common, my friend.
0: What does he speak?
1: Uh so far I know he means Elvish. I know he speaks uh, Oh, the
0: Elder Oh, the Elder Tongue. I'm sorry, and
1: uh I mean
0: the Elder Tongue. Okay. And then Anar begins speaking to you in Elvish. And he goes, "My name is Anar, son of Ankar Siegebreaker. Um pleasure to be formally introduced to you."
3: Pleasures mine, and he bows his head. Looks over to (laughs) Udo and be like, he has back problems too. (laughs) Draconic. Oh, you said that to Udo? Yeah, because he like when um, when (laughs) Ernie's character did it, he like, oh, his back hurts. Like, yeah. Uh And they're married, so you know it makes sense. Wow. This is that episode. Ooh, you- <laughs> so and just Ooh, you- be like, "Oh, pleasure's mine." Um, Oberon Hillcliff, uh, traveler. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not good at these. I make maps.
0: Oh, you're a cartographer. Um, that could come quite in handy, actually.
3: Yeah, uh- I got these hands, and just shows him two hands because he said handy.
0: Yes, yes, I've, both literal and I mean in a you know figurative way pertaining to your craft. Yes, so um, uh, seeing as how the pleasantries are out of the way, uh, can we continue? Wait, wait what? What name he said? Anar.
3: He said his full name though, right?
0: Anar. He said Anar, son of Angkar Siegebreaker.
3: And that's the name of the the person. What the, the orb the, said the, to yeah, go get. Oh, it's oh. Your father. I will, I will hope that I can meet him soon. I, I have something to tell him. Well, um,
0: depending on how quick we conclude our business here, we still haven't even ascended the mountain yet, which could take a little bit of time given its stature. It may take a bit, probably at least a few days, maybe. Maybe. It depends on how
3: hastily we are. Well, I do have this map of the area and pulls out the map that he found.
0: That'll help, certainly. But still, uh, there are other perils as we ascend. Nothing that we can't handle, though.
3: No, I reckon. Well, I don't want to be rude to your... <laughs> he doesn't know what to say, so he's just, like, eyeing the lovers in the room and <laughs> I'll be over there. And then just goes out to, through the door.
0: And you go back into your bedroom. Uh,
3: your yeah. room. Okay.
0: Um... Seeing as how it's gonna be Astreos. uh, what was the sleeping arrangement again? He looks I at.
1: I not come to one yet.
0: Oh, so Astreos, Mirthal, and Oberon, and then I'll stick back with Udil.
1: Okay. If that that's okay with you. All right. more funny.
0: But I think we should discuss the more pertinent matter. And he takes out a what looks like a triangle-shaped flask, and he rests it on the table in his room. And you recognize it very much as the black ichor that you've seen before from Great O'Calo.
1: So he is the creator of the uh, ooze. Who? The doctor. And
0: which uh, doctor who?
1: And I uh bear with me one minute while I'm in the notes. Because <laughs> anara doesn't know anything, <clears throat> so... Yeah, Ernie's a moron and can't remember right now. So you
0: show him the note. You show him what you've scrawled down throughout your journey so far. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's I, I, I've seen that name before. Um, that's uh, a little worrying." You're saying that he's the one who created this?
1: Yep, it's only appears. Oh,
0: we we left the body in. A clinic, and if he has something to do with it, that should not be a place we leave anything.
1: Didn't you burn it?
0: I don't recall. I don't know. We didn't.
1: We never go burn it.
3: There's just giant, like clang clang, clang in the other room. I run over there. Oberon is just not wearing his armor anymore, which splint me- or whatever this heavy, thick armor that he's wearing with this metal that's like wrapping around only certain parts of the chest and around the thighs looks it should have taken like a while especially if you're training armor you know that it should take at least a couple of minutes for it to come off but how it looks discarded it just looks like it like was completely ripped off of his body he's just wearing like loose like Kind of like M C hammer pants and just like a long sleeve <laughs> shirt that like goes all the way down to his mid thighs. And he's still wearing the bracers are tied and his neck is he's almost like wearing like an undershirt that looks like a turtleneck and it's like covering his um his neck as well.
1: That's the seem you come from we're gonna go to the doctor's office when they took the money. They named Mernie and the creature might come out again. We gotta make sure nothing come back and you want to come
3: um sure uh that will help us get um see him faster all right uh sure what and then he like uh, extends his hands forward looks up towards the uh, towards the roof ceiling and in giant says oh and in translation in giant is just power extreme and the army just like flies and attaches to him
1: i love it i love it okay that was pretty damn cool
3: it, like, attaches to him like a slightly Transformer. Like, Michael Bay will be impressed.
1: Michael Bay and
0: Megazords. Anyway. <clears throat> so, as you redon your armor in very perfect, stylish fashion, who is going to the doctor's office? I. Okay. Obron, you're going to or are you staying behind?
3: So he's going because this will get him. This is the business that will get him to keep his word. So, he's Definitely coming. Okay.
0: So, Anar is going to be joining you, but Mm -hmm. Astreos and Udil will be staying behind. Uh, Before you guys begin to head downstairs, Astreos looks back at you guys and he says, I'll stay up here with uh, this one. And he rolls his eyes as he thumbs towards Udil. And uh, he goes, I'm going to see what I can find out about this stuff. And he casts detect magic on it, um, which seemingly has no effect on it, um, but requires further Investigation. He sees
3: uh, Oberon sees those trails to stay in behind. He nods, gives him like that really big fake wink, <laughs> and then just goes down. To, oh, and puts like grabs one of those signs that he sees. Some um they put on the doors that says "Do not disturb" and puts it on his, and then just totally...
4: <laughs> perfect,
0: perfect. So you all, so Anar, <laughs> uh, Oberon and Mirthal begin to depart. They head downstairs. Um, and as they are leaving, and before they get to the door, the barkeep puts his hand up. And says, "Uh, where where are you guys going, where, where, Jenna? Where are you going?"
1: We'll meet Matt shortly. Is there a um, problem?
0: You notice that there's a immediately there is like a a very obvious nervous look on his face. Um, given the fact that he has been so lethargic and a little listless, possibly, and. He's gaunt, and his coloring is sickly pale. There is a look of nervousness on his face. It's it's getting close to to, to dusk. Um, I, you know, I, you you don't want to be tired for s- tomorrow. Can, oh, uh,
1: we'll meet Matt, very quick.
0: Uh, all right. Um, just just try try to be back quick. Thank thank I you. I will be Bye. <laughs> out. And you head out, and heads out, and Oberon... Uh. What are you doing, O'Brien? when you see this? Do you head out as well immediately, or...?
3: Yeah, he, like, froze, oh, and he, like, did his best to, like, look away and, okay. like, try to, like, even though he's not understanding this, like, keep his distance a little, and then as soon as he sees the others, he literally, like, books it, like, full spring, tr- uh, like, running behind him. Okay,
0: so, yeah, <laughs> you have your same uh, expression towards the, the dragon-looking individual, and so as you guys head out, you do notice that the the sun is, you know, you guys arrived in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, as time went on, it's it's about the afternoon. And, you know, given your current location, dusk is not too far behind.
1: Uh, we must hurry. Whatever many people are afraid of, we probably don't want to run into it.
0: And you notice that there are a lack of people in the street, you know, Both people who are making their, quote, pilgrimages, as well as even guards seem to be trying to stay in some sort of indoors. Hmm. Um, But that's as you're going. The doctor's office isn't too far. You head to the doctor's office, and you arrive to the door, and it has a sign that says the good doctor is out. Anar looks at you. He goes, I just did this so we would not be bothered. And so he opens the door. And
3: steps in. I follow him. Oberon? He's just looking at this, thinking, it's like, I don't know what they all caught, but guess relationships as he just walks through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, As you enter, this place is a little cramped for you, Oberon. You, it, you can fit, but it, it's a little cramped. Because as I described before, it's... And all in one room.
3: Yeah, he's there, a little hunched forward. He's just like, Ugh. yeah.
0: And if you were to jump in here, your head would hit the ceiling because it's it's not too much taller. It's about probably like maybe <laughs> nine and a half, ten feet tall, like when it hits the roof. <coughs> um, but yeah, laying in the middle uh in the middle of the room on this on this somewhat of like a almost like a operating, like a miniature operating theater. Mm-hmm. Um is this creature. And you can tell where these incisions have been made, where more fire has been um, uh, left to cauterize the wounds after they they clearly have bled the creature. Mm -hmm. So what are you gentlemen doing?
1: Well, I pull out my torch, and I say we're all burning the body completely, making sure that creature can't come out.
0: Now, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree but mm-hmm. and he's speaking in Elvish as he says this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because Oberon
3: just sees the torch come out. And he's like, yeah, oh, okay.
0: So I agree oh. that we should burn the body, but actually, but I think we should maybe do it outside. Okay. It the building sense. might not catch fire.
1: Come on, as he's saying
3: this, Oberon's already grabbing like um a a curtain, and he's like. Oh right, and then just lets go some it. <laughs>
0: we don't want to burn down the tavern and probably the only place these people can seek any sort of medical attention.
1: All right, Almarad, you uh, uh, wanna help me lift this trowel person out of here? will body out of here? You mind? He just literally
3: doesn't even like wait for a response. He just grabs it. Okay. And then just uh, goes outside with it. it <laughs> hits his head on the way out. Like,
0: so, there is a alleyway. Uh, I would say, yes. Yeah, so like an unused or seemingly unused area.
1: All right. Next this. to the cleg
0: to the left facing it.
1: Let's light this up.
0: I like and the torch. You light the torch? Mm-hmm. Anar throws in some oil on it. Some holy oil, actually, which he always brings with him. Because he's at the world's grave.
1: Nice.
3: You know, uh, before that, mm-hmm. uh before the lid up over on tooks, um, we didn't get no coin from nobody, right? Nope. No, sir. You gave you gave a
0: certain amount of coin to the individual that works at the establishment that was burnt down, but you didn't receive any coin yourself.
3: Uh do like would have gone to let me get mine. What's Ernie? What's your character's name? I keep forgetting.
1: Uh Marisol.
3: Uh Marathon. Oh you, because you didn't tell. Oh no, you did tell him his name, Myrtle. Uh, do you have change? And brings out his only gold coin.
1: What is that for?
3: Oh, there's there's something. Um, something has to be, like change, please. I can show you.
1: You want change? Okay, I'll give him change for gold. Okay, so you get your gold. You get your change what the, for your gold. What denomination you give him? I'll give you uh what is it three what what i forget how the denominations work
3: it's for one silver is 10 copper for 10 silver is one gold. yeah i'll
1: give you 10 silver my bad. i saw so yeah. any yeah. Then he goes
3: change like he extends again one silver for change do you change the silver yeah i'll give you the copper then grabbing two he puts it on the eyes of the body then so let you
0: know this thing has multiple eyes
3: then he puts one on each eye.
1: So you're
0: going to give up six copper?
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> and now uh, after the oil on that's on there, burn it. Okay. So you ignite the body.
0: It gets engulfed in flames. And for give me a perception roll,
1: both of you. Sure. <laughs> Natural one, mason two. <laughs> Okay,
3: Oberon? Is to look at, looking at this body?
0: No, perception roll. It's to hear something.
3: Oh, okay. Potentially.
0: Potentially.
3: Mm -hmm. He's looking at the fire, not understanding what, like, what these people are doing.
0: There, you see, there's, like, a slight wince on (coughs) Anar's face as the body is engulfed in
3: flames. That was a four, just so you know.
0: Okay, no, no, it's cool, it's cool. There's a slight wince on Anar's face, and he... Kind of like cl- tries to like clear out his ear for a second and tries mm. to pop him and then he shakes it off. You're right, I oh, no. that was terrible. Oh, you didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, and he looks around again. He's like uh, back at the uh, yeah the inn or tavern. I'll I'll explain some type of
1: land and uh, we can wait a minute, make sure that the body is burning, nothing's coming out.
0: Nothing comes out, but the longer you wait, because this body—it it seems like the hide itself is taking longer to burn mm-hmm. than what is accustomed, or at least what you're accustomed to, given your
1: experience. Patron. Yeah. yeah,
0: given your experience mm-hmm. with a deceased body, it, it's taking a lot longer to burn, but it is burning.
1: Hmm. Weird. All right, let's get out here before nightfall.
0: So, do you wait a little bit, or to make sure that the body—well,
1: what's that am now when it's in at night?
0: Uh, we'll say right now it's about 2 o'clock. 2 p.m. 2.30, sorry. No, 2.30.
1: Sorry, so uh, dusk is normally one time It's
0: Dusk here is going to be probably around 5 or so, given okay, the time of the year.
1: So I'll watch it burn for
0: an hour or two. Okay, so within that time, the body does burn, and then the skin itself begins to, like, almost like, Almost like a, like a parchment, it it furls, it begins to furrow, revealing the inside, mm-hmm. and as it burns, and then the inside, this black ichor just ignites, and it goes from what looks like a a controlled like bonfire to a roaring flame, and then it quickly dissipates, and there's still the fire going, but it's not quite as high as it was when it touched, made contact with the uh, the black ichor.
1: Okay. Well, I think that would mean uh, all of it then. I think i look back in the room, we know. And R takes suit. Um, what about you, Obron?
0: Are
3: you following? He probably didn't understand what he said. He's just following. Oh,
0: well, or, or, well,
1: no, I'm mean, speaking. We're all speaking Elvish. element for you. Yeah, I think oh, we're okay. all speaking Elvish. Is you you. nobody going yeah. to mean that well? Some of them put me in that room, but currently not.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, everyone heads back to their hotel rooms or their inns. Yes. Okay. So you guys all head back to the tavern, and as you return to the tavern, there's a there was that worried look on the dragon individual's the barkeep's eyes that seems to go away now, um, as he knows that you have made it back before dusk. Sorry to weren't you, friend. Oh, it's it's quite all right. I'm just happy that you're back and you'll be enjoying your stay. Um, I hope. Uh, if if there's anything you need, um, please do not hesitate to ask. I live in these quarters, and as does my wife, and she prepares all the meals. So if you do find yourself hungry, as well as any of your guests, uh, we can see what we can make for you. Thank you very much. And have a, have a good night. Um. Oh, uh, whatever you do. Um, Make sure to check your nightstands. We we customary we leave a note on all the nightstands on what we recommend the guests to do.
1: Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. Take care. You too. And Anar just heads up to the room. Obron,
0: what are you doing, buddy?
3: He, it, he's pretty much like walking, but he's like walking sideways, so he looks like a stick figure, or like he's like very stiff and just so walking. You're trying
0: to not. Like, uh, get this guy's He's not attention.
3: trying to. Oberon's literally not drawing attention yeah. by <laughs> drawing all the attention. Exactly.
0: <laughs> he's trying not to draw attention, but he's drawing attention. Yep. So, Oberon, everyone heads upstairs and they go to their respective rooms. As you return to your respective rooms, everyone's dead. No. Um, uh, <laughs> you see, Astraeus is, you know, you, you hear noises coming from the room where Astraeus and Udil are. Like, things being thrown. Oh, boy.
1: I uh, will take a look. Apparently. And so. I
3: just grab onto him and grab to his um shoulder. Hey, am I thinking you're going to join? Because just want to know what you're doing. I'm not. <laughs> that
1: That's not my kind of thing. No, they're not lovers. I'm making sure they're not fun. And so
0: as you. As you enter the room, <laughs> as you enter the room through your through room one, right? Because okay. you don't have the key to room two. Yeah. You see Anar weapon in hand, and it looks like some sort of energy some like radiant holy energy is coalescing around the 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 head of uh not the head, sorry, the the edge of his greatsword. And then you see uh Mirthal in hand, like a firebolt ready to be uh Wait, hold shot it, on, Astraeus. Sorry, Astraeus. sorry, okay. Astraeus. Uh, with a fireball almost ready to be flung at um uh
3: Udil. What's going on here? O'Bron oh, closes the door behind lover and like it it lover's quarrel as he closes the door. <laughs> well, so it means you're
0: locking <laughs> Yep. Myrthal he sees in. this like Lover's quarrel. Nope. And you just you, you feel cause like you're right there, Mirthal, you feel the door like hit your back.
1: Ugh. What's going on here?
0: You see Udil's like I told you we should try radiant energy. Fire's just going to kill it. And Astraeus uh, was like, I'm not going to try fire. So what are you trying to do here? I'm trying to, and you see Astraeus is looking at you. He says, I'm trying to see. JB, you got to stop sending texts.
3: I mean, someone else is going to get their cheek clapped. Yeah. He
0: says, i want to see if i can identify it but it's going to and maybe if possibly this glass container is what's keeping it from keeping me from being able to identify it with detect magic so i want to open it to detect to see if what it is he wants to smash it with a hammer because he's an idiot well he's not an idiot (coughs) upiel looks at Astrails and he goes, Call me an idiot one more time. And you see, like the, the energies on the sword that were just peacefully coalescing are starting to grow a little bit.
1: Wino is not worth it.
0: And you see, he let me see if you actually convince him. Okay, very good.
1: All right. 69. Um,
0: <laughs> um hmm. and you see he dissipates, he breaks the spell, sheaths his great sword. He goes, I'm not staying in the same room with this idiot. And stomps out. He goes, huh. And Estrella goes, huh, an idiot calling an idiot. Huh, that's funny. Yeah. Like a pot calling a kettle black.
3: Wait, he
1: left the room? He, the he room? left
0: He left the room through the main door. Not oh, okay. into
3: room one, but the main door.
1: I think Palm. <laughs> All right. You knew-
3: Oberon is outside on the hall. So he sees him. He goes hey. Is Draconic, like, hey. Indochronic, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. you're not, it does the hand motion, right? Or I mean, no, no judgment.
0: No, what, what, why would I hit what? No, you got, he goes, <clears throat> you've got the wrong impression of me. Um,
3: I mean, God, right. I am, um, words sometimes are understanding understanding. Your, these other languages are hard to transgress i mean um he looks at translate. you like he's he's, he's having oh, a little yeah. bit
0: difficulty no it, it's hard he sees that and he goes uh one word at a time it's like putting your pants on in the morning one leg at a time one word on the time and don't rush it otherwise uh, you, you might well rip your pants or you know say the wrong thing i'm gonna go get some what, ale i need to forget the last few minutes I had with that complete moron.
3: And he Wait. I have drink. Goes into the room hey, covering his eyes. Like he literally just puts his hand on his face and he goes, uh could in Elvish speaking to he goes, uh would you be so kind to tell Astana to give me mm, the bottle that is gift? Sure. Hey, okay,
0: Wait, wait, so hold on, hold on, hold on. You're in the hallway, right, Oberon?
3: Yeah. He says like he told um Intraconics like, hold on, I got drink. And then right. went to the door.
0: Okay, so you're going back through room one. Okay, gotcha.
3: Yeah. Okay. Sorry, as you were, gentlemen. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh can you hand him that drink you guys got? Yes. Uh Astrales doesn't have it. Obron has it. Okay. No, no, he
3: Oberon put it on Astrails' bag when he opened it. He oh. he assumed then so he put it in there.
0: Okay.
4: He's like,
3: oh, it's a gift, gift. Then he always oh. said, put it in your bag. And he opened his bag. So Oberon's like, okay, here, and puts it in his bag.
0: Astraeus takes out the bottle of the that nicely decorated bottle and hands it to um, Myrthal. And then he takes out the bottle of wine that was left on the ground that he tripped over and rests it next to the, on the nightstand, or the table, sorry, next to the beaker that contains the ichor.
1: All right, I see what you're trying to you. do. <sighs> so he gave him back the bottle that was
3: yeah. given as a yes. gift to Oberon? Yes. All right. He goes, fuck, and thinking that stinks and just walks out. <laughs> and, then, and then goes over to... um. Well, yeah. Switches to Dra- yeah, to Dio, he goes in for He's like, don't know what gift is, but liquor, yes, good.
0: Uh, Yeah. Definitely. um, Pop it open.
3: Literally just like breaks it all, you know, breaks like the top uh, against the the wall. It just just starts drinking and hands him the, the the bottle to drink as well. Give me, hold on, let me, okay,
0: <laughs> 93, you're fine. Yeah, you actually break it and it actually breaks evenly. So you don't have to worry about getting cut or any glass falling into the mouth or the neck of the bottle. So, yeah, you managed to do that. What are um, you, an
4: elf?
3: Like you have to be all preference, like is it? You got to put a little bit of cuts in your tongue if that's the case.
4: <laughs> right. Hey, if that
0: floats, if that floats your
3: boat. Um. So
0: you take a swig of this, right? Is that what I'm assuming?
3: Yeah, he takes a swig and he passes it over to him. I need you
0: to give right me right a. I need you to give me a Constitution saving throw. Gotcha. And then huh. Oberon takes a swig too, and he needs to do a Constitution saving throw. Okay, so he passes.
3: You said and Oberon takes a I'm swig. Sorry.
0: Uh, <laughs> goddamn! So many characters. Ooh, deal? Ooh, deal god this is what happens when you have players that aren't here and you need to play other characters
3: You say constitution saving throw that's a 16
0: you make it you're fine it burns though as it goes down and it settles in your in your gut like very nice and warm and then it mellows out and your body has this cool sensation almost like being you know in a tundra where there's like a breeze going on and <clears throat> there's like just like a, a slight little chill and you, and you shiver just a little bit, which is surprising because given who you are and where you're from, the cold should not affect you. So there could be something more to this than meets the eye.
3: Mmm, chilly. You you like?
0: And you see Udil's actually kind of shivering right now. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with some regular dwarven whiskey
3: for the rest of the night.
0: But (laughs) thank you. And you see he's heading down to, to the bar.
3: Okay, and then just follows behind him to drink uh, with him.
0: Okay, so you guys go to the bar. Going back to Mirathol, Anar, and Astraeus. What are you doing, Mirathol?
1: Um, I've this guy's experiments. I'm uh, moving into the wine bottle.
0: Okay, so you move over to the wine bottle. Well, what are you doing with it?
1: I'm not doing anything. Astreos is Once you try since no, he wants to try to the other. other
0: yeah, no, he took it out of. Uh, he took it out of his bag. Just put the wine bottle down there, um, and you do notice that it looks like the same vintage or the same winery that. Oh, uh, not, the doctor was drinking. Not yes. Yeah. Okay. And you see, Astraos is looking at this this liquid, right? This black ichor, and he's he's investigating, trying to figure out what's going on with it. And, you know, it had those, like I mentioned before, the properties of trying to sway it. It looks like it was trying to resist it. And he, you do notice on his face that there's a contemplative look of him trying to figure out whether he wants to pop the cork and risk maybe this thing popping out as he casts Detect Magic. Mm-hmm. Or if it should stay in and they should try something else. If
1: I were you, else. I would probably not open that. If there's games and we can't stop me, this whole place might get burned.
0: I know it's just—I <laughs> have some theories, and I—I I, I hit a ga- you know, a, a dead end. When you know, it—I can't tell what it is. It, it, Detect magic doesn't detect anything. I can't identify it. It's just, how can that be?
1: I mean, if it was made by the doctor himself, maybe he, he knew magic created. Maybe he knew, like, I don't know, what's that thing that alchemists knew sometimes? Chemistry? Or alchemy itself?
0: And then Anar steps in. If it is something that Dr. Narad made, it's definitely probably wise of us to keep it corked and checked, like Mirthol stated um it's also chances are he could be dabbling in old magics that predate the known schools okay yeah because he from what i've gathered from what my father's found out this this narod individual he's not from loria but found himself on our shores and ever since he's been uh he's been problematic but it's always never been anything on a large scale so, my father had never found any reason to bother with him.
1: Makes sense. Well, if he's able to do this, maybe the farm might want to reconsider that.
0: Uh, maybe we should bring that back to him before we take a look at it any further. He might be able to use one of the magics of the house that he's currently residing in to, if anything goes wrong, banish it to a, a pocket realm where it can't do any harm to anyone.
1: That's like a plan. That's right. You okay with that?
0: Makes sense. Yeah, actually. Thanks.
1: Well, why don't we get some rest? We got a long journey in the morning.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, let's get to those sleeping arrangements. And so it's going to be, again, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be Oberon, Earthal, um, and Astraos. Yeah. And then Udil and Inar.
4: Yep.
0: So, so you guys go to your room. They go to their room. Oh, what's just uh, Udiel's just drinking? He's not talking about anything. Are you gonna be trying to do anything, Oberon? Um, are you gonna to try to spark a conversation with anyone else in the establishment?
3: So Udio, what made you so angry? You're not relationed. Okay, I got that. So why were you angry or throwing things?
0: Well, first off, he started it. All right. He and you see, he's he's working on by this time, he's working on probably his third or fourth shot of Whiskey, and he's been ordering doubles, so he's he's a bit like teetering. Just for him,
3: or for Oberon? Just, just for him. So, what did you ask him to order you anything, or no? No, Oberon. Uh, uh, Oberon wouldn't push himself like like. Okay. He, he just has that bottle, and he would like poured poured it on his water skin.
0: Okay, so you're drinking that drink. Um, give me a Constitution saving throw for yourself, and Udil is teetering back and forth. 14. 14. You're fine for now. Um, and you have that same feeling of the warmth and then after it is followed by that nice relaxing cool. It's almost like uh, first starts off hot and then it cools down. <laughs> so whodeal is teetering back and forth? And he looks at you he goes, he started it. That's why. I certainly was gonna finish it. That's how I do things.
3: Oh, um, you, like 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 that, you were gonna put he was gonna meet your hands, right? Yeah. I was gonna give him
0: hands, just like he got hands from that monk.
3: Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't there, so he's he's the weak one in your group.
0: I mean, he's useful. I mean, we all excel in different things, and you see, he he takes another shot. So now that's five, because you know the barkeep just keeps pouring them. And Udil, as this continues, Udil just starts to have that like tired look in his eyes and his teetering is getting a little greater to like, you know, he goes forward a little bit, but goes back even greater, goes forward a little bit.
3: So do I, from, does it seem like he's, he's not able to, does Oberon understand that he's maybe not holding his liquor that well, or he's getting to that point?
0: He, it's, you can definitely read that he's, he is drinking to, Calm down, and he has gone past the point of calming down. So He's now just looking to just drink for the sake of drinking. It's not a healthy um, behavior, but it's the way Udil uh, calms himself down and copes. And once he gets started, it's like snowballing for him.
3: Uh, As he's doing this, is just like, huh, and he goes like, this is I understand weak people do that sometimes. And I'm just like, Snap it over on snaps his fingers to like get him to look at him while he's having this conversation. I want to swap cups,
0: okay? So, what are you gonna do?
3: I imagine that did this place by any chance brought him water since he's not ordering a drink or something? Uh, if you ordered for water, you could get water. Can't speak the language, you can speak draconic, it's only that dragon person, yeah. Yeah, he's not speaking to them.
0: Okay, so no, you don't have water unfortunately. So Unless he, you ask Obron, I mean uh Udil to or order water for you.
3: Uh he would um swap the the his mug with an empty mug.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's got to the point where he doesn't notice. He he he's he's sipping at it and he's it's like he's, you know, just thinks that there's beer there. Yeah, ale.
3: he's just like, he's just every so often he'll just like swap it to make it like feel like he's grabbing it and that it's just like awesome. It's like preventing him from drinking too much right now. Right, you don't want him
0: getting the sick, especially if something happens. As time goes by, patrons are leaving, but there are patrons going upstairs as well. And you notice that they are leaving right on the cusp of when dusk would be. And as this happens, you hear a bell ringing in the distance, just like a like a town crier. Just a bell ringing, not followed by any words whatsoever. And as that happens, you see that there is a, there was a, like a patient pace goes to a rush. And they all rush out the door and leave the establishment. Well, not all, but some go upstairs to their rooms.
3: Yeah. He's just, there are sitting with the goes, I guess that's what they call last call. Hey, you should definitely, let's drink and pour some of the water. Alcohol from the bottle into one of the empty mugs. Oh, takes God. his and passes yeah. him that one.
0: So you, so you're giving him some of your alcohol.
3: Yeah, and then he's taking the one that he's been drinking. It's cool. like two good, to good friends or strange people, and he just clanks his glass with him and takes, chugs so, the entire thing.
0: So he ch- he cheers with you, drinks, and because he rolled a six on his con save, you, right? You have to roll a con save too because he had disadvantage. Yeah. He drinks and he chugs it, and then he falls off his stool and onto the floor. Unless you're gonna try to catch him after your con save.
3: like yeah, uh, okay. thirteen on my regular on his regular drink.
0: You're you're buzzed right now.
3: Uh, um, seeing him tip over, just like extend the arm and to grab onto his um underarm.
0: Yeah, so you you catch him, no problem. Um, but yeah, you are buzzed right now. Yeah. Fireman,
3: so. fireman ladder, just uh, toss him over the shoulder and just <laughs> wobble wow, wow, upstairs.
0: And you head upstairs where everyone in your room is already sleeping as well as possibly in the other room.
3: Kick open the door. You kick open the door? I found mine. Just like walk in.
0: Okay, so does that wake you up, Mirthal?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm a little buzzed, so I guess I opened the old people's room again. Oh, oh
0: yeah, They're getting up for that. They they look at you like, get the hell out of here.
3: Fuck, oh, like go like go underneath. Forgot that he has them. So like as he stands up, Udeal's head just hits the board. And he goes, Oops, oh. sorry. <laughs> Udeal's like,
0: out. Udil's out. Actually, let me let me do a roll. Uh, no that wouldn't be enough to have to do a death saving throw. Never mind. Yeah. So Udil is out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> death saving throw. <laughs> You're talking about a guy who's just swinging recklessly. I'm assuming, right? Because he's buzzed, right? Yeah. Smacking against a board like a wall, yeah. And like the guy's not wearing a helmet, so <laughs> that's gonna hurt. <laughs> All right, that's true. Yeah. So at least damage of some kind. But I'll, I'll, I'll let it skip for now. Uh, Next time, though. Next time.
3: two. I don't know what the D six number two would have been.
1: Oh, man.
0: six, number two. I have to pull it through.
1: Wouldn't that be room number two? No, can you No, no,
0: that would right. be de- that be where the room of six rooms are. <laughs> you open the room and it is an empty room, no furniture, just a solitary window looking out with the the drapes covering the window, and that's it. There's literally a solitary room with a, soli- a room with a solitary window covered in drapes, and the room itself is empty.
3: Yeah. Nothing. We're, we're here and then just like lay him down put his backpack underneath um take out a blanket cover him and then literally just grab each of his hand axe and in a circle just tosses them into like digging them into the ground and okay. almost like a compass style okay he would have had six but he has five so the compass is a bit off and then quietly done off the armor hand on great axe put um help um urio get get his armor off so he doesn't...
0: You're going to have to, to undress
3: him yourself. Yeah, this th- th- That's fine. It's drunk. It's going to be a while.
0: Yeah, so this takes a while. And this, this, you know, by the time you finish with this, it goes from dusk to the point where the last vestiges of light have, you know, are, are starting to go away. And as this happens, give me a perception
3: roll with disadvantage. Gotcha. With disadvantage, the... One was a 19, the other one was an 11, and perception is a total of 12. 12?
0: 12. It's, it's just enough to just maybe make out the faint sound of some sort of buzzing.
3: Looking, looking around, do I see anything that would cause the buzz? It's coming from
0: outside the room. Not towards the hallway, but outside the room towards facing the window.
3: Are there curtains in this room?
0: There is yeah, a pair a solitary window that's concealed by
3: drapes. You just go to the window, shh, you drunk, and just close it and then just goes, to sleep. Yeah, well, goes the window,
0: to sleep. The window was already closed. The the drapes were already closed.
3: Yeah. Open look opens the drapes. So she there's no bugs. Thinks this is the person next to him and then John just says, "Ugh, sh, you're drunk, and then just closes the, the curtains and just knocks out on the ground.
0: Brief moment that you do have the the window open from where you're facing you notice that there is a large what could be perceived as a storm cloud maybe or cloud moving at a faster pace that the rest of the clouds are moving towards from from the direction of the mountain towards the village of carnwick good weather (laughs) that's
3: the last thing (laughs) Then, then he knocks out okay
0: so uh you knock out and, yeah, so I guess you never make it back to room one, so that means, uh... I mean, he's
3: in room one. What are you talking about?
0: You think you're room Yeah, that's right. You think you're in room one. Um are <laughs> so fine. Morning goes, uh you know, the night. You guys get a night's rest. Everyone's well-rested. Nice. You wake up, and you start hearing a, you know, the same bell, at least um, the same bell that you heard before in the morning. All right. Of, like, the... And you just hear from the distance, wakey, wakey, it's
4: daybreaky.
1: <laughs> I uh know Astraeus is normally a sleeper, so I wake him up. Astraeus wakes up. I see Omaron missing. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. I'll go and knock on Anar's and Neil's door, make sure they're awake. Her- no uh- answer. Hello? No I'm answer. not again. All right, I open the door. The one in between us. No one's inside. Okay, now we're ready. Um, and I head out. So
0: as you head out, you see Udil. <laughs> not Udil, sorry. Um, Anar in the hallway sitting on what looks like a lounge chair directly, like, across from you, from your from your room. Like, the door to your room. Why didn't you come in? Uh, well, I figured um, you guys might want to get some sleep. So uh, early risers, not one to.
1: Oh, it's been up a while. Okay. Got you. Yeah. All right. Uh where are our other two companions? Were they awake around the same time as you? DM, my uh,
3: I, yes. Uh, because this does fall into Oberon stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh Oberon would literally just knock out and then wake up like clockwork, always as soon as it hits the threshold full relaxation, he wakes up because of nightmares. So he would have woken up which would have been like at the eight peak. So whatever time that is, and then he would have like woken up um Udio. Okay, even buzzed. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, if that's the case, you potentially probably woke up before Anar, slightly before Anar. So are you gonna be out in the hallway at that time or no? Or would you still be in in your room?
3: <laughs> I would put the clothes back on Udio as he's still asleep. Yeah, deal's out. Yeah, just put it back on. Okay.
0: You you it takes a little while. So actually, you know what we'll say by the time that you get done. Putting on the armor, you're still in the room, but Anar's out and Mirathal steps out at that time right as soon as you complete putting on his armor. Because it's a lot of armor and weaponry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen him. Udeal never came back to the room. I stayed up a little bit to make sure he'd come in, but nothing.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Um and you see Astraeus is like, Yeah, good riddance.
1: Hey, he helped Natal a few times. One argument doesn't say that. Yeah.
0: That. yeah. And you see he rolls his eyes and kinda has like a like, like, uh, like a bit of a cocked face is like, uh, huh, yeah. <laughs> like that type of look on his face.
1: I- <laughs> As
4: he hits
3: the door, the door frame and he just comes out and just looks like holding his head, wiping uh-huh. his sleep off and He just like turns and like nervously waves
0: towards them. And, um, and an R looks at you, he goes in Elvish, know. good morning. It seems you found yourself in not the right room, but okay. Glad you guys are safe. Are you still carrying Udil or no? Yeah, okay.
3: he's still. If he's still sleeping, he's over his shoulder.
0: Let's let's leave Udil, you know, to sleep. So that's why he uh gets recovers from his. I'm sure it was quite a uh,
1: eventful night,
0: to say the least.
1: That's fine. That's uh. Get some rubbing and yeah, move on before we lose more daylight. stress is like,
0: all right. You know what. If he's gonna stay here, I might as well keep an eye on him. I'll, I'll take a look at that stuff
3: and maybe take a look to see if there's anything special about that bottle of wine.
1: All right. Well, let's try not to kill each other, okay? I unable,
3: unable to understand that conversation. Oberon just starts heading with carrying Udio down the stairs.
1: Uh, uh. And no, 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 Put,
0: put him in my room. Put him in my room, please, please.
3: And then Elvis is like,
0: and he points to the door that says two on it. Well, you don't know that it says two. And well, he opens it. He creaks the door open. In there, please. I don't care where. On a bed, on the floor.
3: Just is he gonna be in there too? Who are you pointing to? And he points towards um Astreos. I that maybe. I don't know. Estraos? He goes, I'll stay in my room. I don't wanna hear the mouth breather. He's just nodding his head like what is he saying?
0: No, they'll be they'll be at arm's length. They'll be fine. So Astraus will keep to himself and Udio will definitely keep to himself.
3: Uh is he gives his word. Do
0: you give your word, Astraeus? Astraeus rolls his eyes. He goes, Yeah, I'll give my word. All right. And he, damn, playing these characters. Anar looks at Oberon. <laughs> this is why I'm trying to get rid of two characters so I don't have to play them
3: now. No, no, no. Let's go downstairs. And we all got to go drink it.
0: Come oh, on. Fuck that. No.
3: <laughs> he gives his word. Right. All right. Go, Sand. <laughs> he goes, Ducks comes up. It's. Hits Udio's head on the back. I rolled the two, and then it goes, "Whoops, sorry." <laughs> I, need you,
0: I need you to give me an unarmed strike and add your strength modifier
3: to it. Uh, so that's just a my strength modifier.
0: Oh, so it's just no strength modifier plus. Oh uh, no, unarmed attack plus your strength modifier.
3: Unarmed attack for Oberon because he doesn't have nothing crazy. Is just what is it? Four.
0: Four. So what's your strength modifier on top of that? So me
1: eight
3: No, I'm sorry. It's a it's three damage because it's just strength. He's no, no, not. A, he's not a monk.
0: No, 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 no. I'm adding that because you hit him against something, so I'm adding. No, that.
3: so it will be four it,
0: in total. So four total. Okay, so yeah. he takes four points of bludgeoning damage as you <laughs> whack him against this. And there's a moment where he like groggily like comes back into like lucidity and then clocks back out.
3: And draconic, he just goes, "Put a little dirt. You'll be fine." Then just <laughs> literally doesn't know. Gently, just like literally, just like like turn off his shoulder, just drops him on the bed, and then just heads back out. And then you see, just like a brief
0: moment as you're heading out, like, Udil, like, curls up, and he starts, like, sucking his thumb in bed.
3: So,
4: <laughs> and then
0: you close, you close the door, and that's that. You close the door in room one, I hope, and Astreos is in room one. Yes, right <laughs> so I don't have to play these
3: characters now, so we can
0: progress. Oh,
1: before we grab Astreos, no, I'm joking. Okay, we're out. Ah, son of a bitch. (laughs) After
3: I get my breakfast, I'm going to come and bring Odil his breakfast.
0: (laughs) Odil is going to mysteriously vanish.
3: (laughs) Well. Like he does.
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah, he knows. Yes.
0: So, you guys head downstairs, and already the morning crowd is shuffling in. The draconic-looking individual at the bar is at work serving breakfasts to everyone, and you see a... Another uh, draconic-looking individual, a woman, only her scales are red, and she still has that same appearance as him where the scales are whitening, and where the red meets the white, there's, like, that nice blended hue of pink that kind of gives, like, a Japanese cherry blossom color. So it's white, that Japanese cherry blossom pink, and goes into red to her scales. But she seems to be also helping him serving the the breakfasts, to the other patrons at the tables. So you come downstairs uh, from where you're facing, the bar is right in front of you, and then the tables are to your right. Uh, not all the tables are filled, but they seem to be getting filled quickly. Uh, are you going to be trying to get a seat at the bar, which does have some open seats as well, or are you trying to get a table?
1: Here. I'm going to try to eat, quit, and get out.
0: Okay, so you guys get to a table. It's a Large round table. Uh it seats you three comfortably quite well. Do you guys ordering anything in particular? Just
3: eating and then chow and getting out.
1: I'm song, getting out. I'm a one, so
0: okay. Anar's doing the same thing.
3: Overall, like seeing them there's two dragonborn now. Yeah. He's just like literally just not even looking, covering part of his eyes, like pretending that he's like just still sleeping or something and in, just
0: like in Elvish Anar is looking at you and he goes, uh, do you eat? What do you eat?
3: Um, no, no. What? Fine. I I, I eat everything. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Fine.
0: And he waves over the red dragonborn, the female red dragonborn, or the female draconic individual. And he signals to her that she reads from him. She goes back to the kitchen. And a few moments go by. And she brings you a plate of what he's having, which is a heaping plate of eggs, meats, biscuits, baked beans. It's almost like a full English breakfast. And uh, at the end, it's topped off with like a Yorkshire pudding type uh, pastry Uh, that gets dropped off at you. And we are. Is that it? Are you guys? Okay. Chow is had. And as we leave, you bump into an individual. Would you like to introduce your character, Ultimate Supreme Master Big Gigantic Senpai Daddy? (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, uh, um.
3: So the first one, who's leading the charge, by the way? Um. Oberon's not even trying to like make eye contact. So he like literally just gets up like, oh, good food. Boom, it turns around and and it hits into whatever that person is.
0: Okay, that's perfect. You're okay. So describe yourself.
2: His name is Valak. He is an eight foot, 350 pound Goliath
0: with a giant great sword. Anything special about him? Like, what type of clothing is he wearing, if he is wearing any at all? Well, they don't know your name, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just
2: like excre- just describing his name, you know, to everyone, not in the game,
0: but physical appearance. Um, you said eight um, foot tall, three hundred forty pounds, if I'm not mistaken,
2: right? Yeah, all of all muscle.
0: Head of hair at all, or is he bald like the stereotypical Goliaths?
2: No, he's bald. He's yeah. bald.
0: Okay. Any tattoos on him?
2: Uh, lots of tattoos kind of wearing like this like kind of like this fur armor okay okay and uh he has a lot of tattoos but he has these strange tattoos kind of like on his uh uh his wrist
0: are they written in any language or are they
2: yes they're written in a different language but it's okay. a language that's not known in this land.
0: Okay, so as you bump into Oberon, Oberon bumps into you, what are you both saying? Like, what are your reactions? Okay,
2: so I'm to into character. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like that's listening urban. the entire time and I need to get into character. Wasn't prepared when you were gonna introduce me. Okay. <laughs> I...
0: Yeah. Well, combat did not occur. So like I said, we were either introducing you either at combat or when combat or the alternative path that they chose.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of sexual stuff happening. I got it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, O'Bron bumps into me and I say, Move it, pheasant. Oh, and I keep I push him out of anyway,
3: the way. In one language.
2: I can so my language no, character... say? what language, did you
0: what say language are you saying it in?
1: Common or something else. Or guess, whatever language
0: you speak.
1: Yeah, what languages
0: do you speak? And then think about what language you would say it in. What's your native tongue? I want to
2: say besides common, I think if there's a giant language, is that correct? Yeah, no,
0: in
3: there is a giant language, yeah. But the question is, did you say this to did this say random this in individual? In giant, in giant, or giant Yeah, giant. Okay, so he says it in giant. And so you said move first and end. Yeah. Or are you going to try to push him? Oh, he's putting hands on you. Immediately as he goes, he immediately goes for a full punch in the throat.
0: Oh, combat has (laughs) begun.
3: (laughs) Um, So,
0: okay, um, you get advantage on this attack, um, Oberon. So roll Uh, attack. Natural 20. (laughs) Okay, natural 20. So double, so you double the damage, basically, since it's an unarmed strike. You just double the damage.
3: He's literally just aiming for the throat as he does the... Just... Okay, I'm going to get... No, so I can't because it was a
0: surprise attack. Yeah, you just clock him right in the throat. As he hits you in the throat, I need you guys to roll for initiative.
4: <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I need... Oh. I need... This is Damn
0: great. It. I need Damn Oberon it. and Senpai, uh, Ultimate Supreme Master, Big Gigantic Senpai Daddy to... Oh. I'm not gonna
1: we'll lie I'm taking a All picture right. i I, no, I
0: believe you I believe you I got um, a
1: 10 for initiative
0: okay Anar is sitting this one out mm-hmm. for now <laughs> uh,
3: 20 initiative have 10
0: 10 okay so 10 20 so that means Oberon goes first um Myrthold, you uh who has the higher dexterity
1: uh I have a plus four
0: what about you um uh Malik? what do you have I have a plus two. Okay, so that will be it'll be Oberon, Mirthal, Valid. God
1: damn. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, because you both rolled the same. Oh no! I know.
4: So. Well, I
2: also have, mind you, I also have advantage on decks when I'm not blindfolded. Yeah, oh, no, that
0: doesn't that doesn't affect that doesn't affect your uh what do you call it your um initiative roll. So.
3: Okay.
0: Oh yeah, no, just making sure. Ballroom blitz now.
3: Okay, so Oberon question the balls in your court question instead of damage could we have said that i have a question can i just hit him to the point that it just made him go back giving me room to leave instead of doing damage or if not i would could, if you you would you're do damage.
0: if you're punching him in the throat no <laughs> But okay, if you yeah. no, no, but if you want to change it so that you shoved him instead, I will allow it.
3: Nah, I said, I said what I said. It <laughs> take, oh, the damage was so. What is this? Just my straight unarmed would have it's been
4: just
0: straight unarmed,
3: yeah. Six Times, points.
0: So, six points. You take six points of bludgeoning damage as he punches you in the throat, um, catching you yeah. off guard and winding you. No, over,
3: correct nine
0: damage. Nine,
3: you're your, no, your no, no, brain.
0: no. No, 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 no. That, that rule only applies if you hit someone against like a blunt object or something. The, your unarmed strike is fine. So okay. yeah, so six damage. Oberon, the ball's in your court. You punch this guy in the throat, you winded him, you have the upper hand right now. What are you doing?
3: So Brian just reacts on reflex. So he goes. Hearing giant it looks it looks into what this per oh, who this person is. Mm-hmm. Reads his language and goes, Oh, he spoke in giant. So it's just common tongue. Um, I can speak common tongue too, by the way.
1: Yeah, Ulmeron can't. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: his- uh, yeah, yeah,
3: Common, I He speaks over on common. So he goes, <laughs> After he hits him, he goes, Like, because you watch it. Don't put your hands on who you do not know. Please step aside. And he's just going to. Not drawing any weapons or anything. He's just waiting for him to move.
0: Okay. That's um, it. He just punched you in the throat, and he told you to move aside and don't touch anyone,
3: right? Don't, don't put your hands on
0: people you don't know.
3: I should
2: say the same for you, too. You bumped it to me. I said, get out of my way, me
3: thirsty. He said, me thirsty? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he talks like single person, then single person
3: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Understandable, understandable, sorry. He's Here. like the Hulk. Here, drink, and offers him his water skin.
0: Now I need to, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Are you, are you going to drink, Valak? No, this guy just punched me in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to ask uh, Oberon this as just a clarification. Does it still have the liquor in it that you put in there? Yes, it does. Okay, I was just making sure. Thank you.
2: I don't want your drink. Step aside. I don't got time to waste. I have time to waste on you.
3: Moves to the side because he said that.
0: Okay. As this is dive, divulging, uh, Mirthal, what are you doing? As you see, he punches him in the throat. He denies him his drink. You don't know what they're saying because nope. you don't know Giant. <laughs> and then Oberon steps aside after this stranger uh, says something. And are you moving? Yeah. Is the stranger moving in?
2: Yeah. Um. I'm gonna. That's what happens when you get punched in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll say. I'll say. Uh, that's what I thought. Let need to get my drink now.
1: <laughs> I know, but you move into the facility or no? That's why I need.
2: Yeah, go going. Yeah, Valak walks into the... Uh, God damn the it, why you have to say those words?
1: Okay. <laughs> the bar, okay. Well, as, okay. well uh, as you walk by me, I'm gonna eyeing you up, night. Like, the help your problem. I'm gonna stare at you as you walk by. You wanna take this outside, puny? Mm.
2: We're already outside, idiot.
1: Technically, like you're in the establishment. So, uh so amazing to hear them go back and forth, for that we were <laughs> like, what? I'm like, what in the fuck are they saying? <laughs> now I know how Homer feels. Um. Okay, (laughs) it's
4: your turn. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) Valak, it is your turn. He, oh wait no, then you responded. Oberon, your turn.
3: Oberon is. Mm. There's these fucking
4: dragonborns.
3: Just spits at his uh, at at it towards its feet and walks out. Oh no, you (laughs) did. Yeah, that's a that's a disrespect for where we come from.
2: In in the third person, I'm talking to just us. Yeah. The world in the worlds of Goliaths.
0: where he's from.
2: Where I'm from. That means you like to challenge. And that's and then we seek challenges. So, Valak looks at uh, say so what's your character name
3: again? Oberon.
2: Oberon. Okay. I like, confused Arnie. Anyway, Valak looks at Oberon and says, You want to have a fist fight,
3: punk? He's just outside. He just like brings his palm up to Oberon to face Oberon and gives him the come at me.
2: First one down buys the other person drink.
3: Oh, it just okay. cracks his nose because it's like there's for the first time there's a giant grin on his face. <laughs> What what's uh Bernie's uh, character again? Mirthal, Mirthal, what are you doing when you see
0: this? I,
1: you don't know what the are I don't saying, know but... what they're saying, but I'm shit about to hit. I'm going that's to Omar. I'm waiting. I don't know what the hell's going on. Omar, <laughs> 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 uh, Bernie, you, what's your character again? Muruto.
3: Muruto. I'm just trying to learn how to say sorry. It's okay. I'm like Muruto, hold my babies, and just give them all the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not,
1: uh, um. Oh, is okay. He that inside or
3: outside? I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just fucking. With
0: you. <laughs> so, are you guys doing this outside or inside?
3: We're inside.
0: We we swap places. He was outside and he was
3: and I was inside.
0: I'm outside
4: and he's inside.
0: You see the dragon boy. The the draconic looking individual looks at at both of you and starts saying in common. Uh, not inside the establishment, please. Um blood's kind of difficult to clean off of stone when it seeps in. <coughs> Puny so, man, quiet. You see the dragonborn looks away. Oh, give me, no, give me an intimidation roll, actually.
2: I was talking to, you know, the, uh, the bar, the bartender. Yeah, I know.
0: Give me an intimidation oh, roll. Six. Eight. He looks you in the eye and then quickly looks away and goes back to serving one of the, uh, since the patrons at the counter. Since
1: you said nothing in common, I knew at you. Oh, and the very top, uh intimidating somebody that old, huh? Why don't you try them with me?
0: And Anar puts his hand on your shoulder, Mirthal, and he goes, this seems like something we might not want to get into. Um, this might be something they need to just duke it out. Listen, just an inkling. Everybody equal. Well, uh-huh. I'm for No
2: matter what. Short, tall, skinny, fat. Men. Women with breasts equal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't give a frunk. Um, we walk past so, the doors and we get moving.
0: I I think it's I think we should get moving and just let them settle their own dispute their way. It seems like a them thing. True. <laughs> yeah. See. All right. Now yeah, it's our moment. And so we we begin to head out, <laughs> leaving Oberon to fight Valak.
3: As uh, uh, Merito comes out, uh, just puts his hand on his shoulder. It's like, like you this is in elvish and so the the thick accent drops a bit and it goes like ah great perfectly what i needed and like judge and then just points towards him and translate oh he this honor are
1: okay can you talk uh...
3: ill of you and (laughs) he's just
1: gonna lie to him oh
3: fuck that was Nah, he just says, like, yeah, he talked ill of you. I will not let this stand by.
1: I don't care what that person says. But you have to handle their situation, you handle it. We're hard to move on. Cash up when you're done. Sure. You got this. And I'm walking away.
0: Yeah, and R's got a good few feet. Like, he's already left, so. <laughs> yeah, man. And it. it, it... <laughs> One thing you noticed about Anar, it wasn't the fact that it, 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 it there was no look of fear in his face. Mm-hmm. There's just more of like, this seems like something they need to settle their way. That's the look on his eye.
1: Yeah, I got you. I sense yeah. that when you said it. Oh,
3: you hiding in house? You don't want everybody to see. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Me hungry anyway. Me love chicken.
0: <laughs> okay, he goes outside. And
2: not just and not just outside, or break the door too. <laughs>
0: yeah, the barkeep does not. See, you hear like a sigh, but that's it. Um, no, no, you know, rebuttal or anything with the barkeep. Okay, so we'll keep the same initiative order. It's gonna be Oberon first, Valak second. In the middle of the town, as Anar is bugging off. Uh, to just get a lay of the land and see what's going on, uh, with this area.
1: right behind you as possible.
2: Okay, so... Fight, fight! Just remember, no weapons, just your hands.
1: What about the cats,
3: these hands? Sorry.
4: <clears throat>
3: in, yeah, in giant, I imagine? Yeah. over on. Um, so, over on... Stands, lifting his chin. Just stays there. letting him make the first move. mistake. I'll walk up to him slowly like, pfft, 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 pfft. What does that
0: translate to? Stomping or stomping <laughs> on, do speak giant? Oh. <laughs> I don't speak giant.. I speak. Uh.
2: <laughs> you mean you don't speak angry? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no
2: all right, so phallic walks up to Orah, five feet from each other staring and staring at him and i'll say you lucky got first punch
3: you're going to regret that you understand it because his behavior is giant behavior so he already got one hit he's not going to hit you again he's waiting for you to go ahead and attempt it uh six it hits him and oh Oberon goes hmm and My
2: that's turn. and that's an unarmed strike by the way that's that's like i said
3: yeah and over Oh, my turn. Literally does a full whine and goes for his gut this time.
0: Okay, so if you're allowing that that six to hit,
3: well, it um, hit his, but it didn't go through his armor. It just hit his.
0: Oh, you're his, still wearing your armor. Okay. All
3: right. Yeah. yeah.
0: God. Now roll an attack roll,
4: Brown
3: It just connected with his with this splint mail, and you just seem that it doesn't seem to fade. Uh, what a an arm of thirteen hit. Correction, twelve hit. No eight
2: yeah 12 hit 12 uh no my armor class is 14.
3: gotcha so it's just like pit did, did nothing pit
2: oh i'll say i'll say huh
3: missed me you fun
2: and i go for another armed strike because i that's what i said mm-hmm. not just an animal i do have some rules
1: <laughs> i'm trying to picture if this is Z or attack on titan when two titans fight each other I'm thinking
0: two Titans <laughs> fight each other. That's what I'm seeing.
2: Uh, I got a f- uh, 14. It's 14 hit.
3: As you go and bring it, this time he ducks underneath your arm. And using the momentum, he's going to spin around and he's going to try to sweep your legs completely. So it missed. But I'm uh, overall now is switching to try to get you off your feet and pretty much make you. So my attack is going to be to bring, make him prone, which is the shot action. That would be uh, 17, so it will be either acrobatics or athletics, your choice, which is a contesting strength test. I'll
2: do an athletics roll. Seven, and my ac- athletics is plus seven.
0: 14. So he trips you, so you were knocked prone on the ground. So he he swings his leg wide and sweeps you at your feet like Johnny Lawrence should have done in uh, Karate Kid. And knocks you on your ass. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Moving forward. Sorry, Michael. (laughs) Don't worry. Power of editing. Power (laughs) of editing. I mean, this this episode might be delayed due to the power of editing. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: was honest. I was prepared for this, but and
0: not prepared at the same time. I wasn't.
3: That's it. So we, it's your turn, or we'll do whatever we need to do. Yeah,
0: so it's your turn now, Valak. Are you... or No, Valak. So, go ahead. Okay.
2: So, I will go get up, and I will go to uh, pick him up and throw him.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so, you're going to try to grapple him and then throw yes. him. Okay. Give me a... Uh, let me see. You have to roll for the for the strength. So, give me a strength roll. Yeah. Or, a, or an athletics roll, I would say.
2: Ooh. Natural twenty. You could check. I ain't lying. No, I, I believe you.
3: That. I believe you. Plus what? What is it? Plus I, I cannot beat a twenty, so he connects. Okay. So
4: he what grabs
3: you and he
0: throws never mind.
3: You're good. He,
0: he oh, can't okay. beat a twenty. So he grabs you and throws you. Where are you throwing him, by the way? <laughs> Into the bar. Into the bar. Now are you aiming through the door, the window, the one of the beams that's holding the awning up? Or the window. Like, window. The window? Oh my god. <laughs>
4: It's okay. about kid
2: Dummy
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I need you to just just give me a D twenty roll, JB, and let me know what you get. Add your uh strength modifier to it and let me know what you get.
2: I did, I got twenty. Oh, you want to roll again? Yeah, yeah, roll again. Okay.
0: With advantage, because you got the grapple, uh natural twenty on the grapple, so you get you have like you're in the momentum right now of it.
2: Uh three plus seven. Ten. Is that with advantage? Oh, am I doing advantage again? Yes.
0: No, no, uh, you, you had advantage, so you roll twice. Take the higher of the two.
2: Okay, can okay, we roll again? Fourteen. Okay. Plus seven.
0: <clears throat> Twenty-one. Okay. So you throw him violently through the crossbeam. That's one of the many beam, not cross beams, One of the beams supporting the this overextension of uh, like the like almost like an awning, and you throw him through this beam, and then he goes through the window and goes through the window. Shattering glass. I need you to hold on. Um oh my god. I can't I wait to again. see my
2: next move. It's gonna be stupid. <laughs> uh
0: Cesar, uh Oberon, you take four points of slashing damage as you go through this. Oh, and I have to do bludgeoning damage too. And you take two points of bludgeoning damage, taking six points of damage total from hitting the beam and then going through the window. Gotcha. Your move,
3: Oberon. So as he hits the... The, You're in the establishment, by the way. Now, <laughs> he, as, soon as he went into the establishment and hit the um, hit the beam, like part of the glass is still falling, and for a moment, the light of the glass as it bounce off the reflections of sunlight or uh, or candlelight seems to like gleam a little bit. Like you see, like the reflection of it, I see and sunlight. is gone. He's invisible. He's rushing out. And he's going to literally go full, full football player kick straight to the nuts.
0: How are you invisible? Furball. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, he's going to hit you in the nuts. Let me say give an advantage roll on that. 22. That's with advantage? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he hits you right in the nuts. I'm going to treat this as a crit hit.
3: Six points of damage.
0: You take six points of damage this guy, this thing. Hits you in the junk, uh, that breaks your invisibility. I'm assuming, unless the yes, furball one is special, as okay. as well as
3: it, does, it breaks his invisibility.
0: Can Ooh. I
2: react? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, oh, you like to play dirty, huh? Okay, and then I will go for another, uh, arm unarmed shrank, uh, like a punch almost to his gut, and like an uppercut, you know, pow or four.
0: four? Uh, unfortunately, you go to uppercut and you oof, twist your fist a little bit. You feel, you know, the, the, the first layer of, well, no, it's actually hitting armor. So, no, it hits armor and you twist your fist and you actually kind of like almost burn the skin of your knuckles with the friction. Not going to be anything that causes you any damage, but a little uncomfortable.
3: No, he, he looks at him and just takes a deep breath. He goes like, all right, that's it. It's just taking too long let's finish this one one and he pretty much goes once his hit I was thinking the same too okay clenches uh, my
2: f- valet clenches his fist gets it ready
3: he lets him he gives you the honor of hitting him first to do whatever damage it is because he's literally dropping his guard because that's what one one means in giant mm-hmm. you're taking the full you're Your guard taking the down guard, and then my guard
2: down next
3: all right so his guard is down. let you hit him how much damage does he take
2: i'm gonna wind up my punch and uh it will be um
3: five damage all right takes it uh, and goes and takes a, a deep breath and goes to do the same and you allow it yes it connects you only take three points of damage and you feel that same you, you feel what you've been feeling before, did you ask? Me?
2: When I feel as Valak gets punched by oh, um Obron. Obron he starts to feel that in his punch his uh hands were trebling, as in that Obron might have given everything he's got. And in the and in the giant world, that is kind of like a sign of respect when you give everything you got to each other just a, a whole bare fist to fist and as that happened, and as that happened valix says no more to Oberon. no
3: Oberon pulls his hand back and he does the same rubbing sensation that he did before uh, when he entered the bar which was rubbing his wrists like if they were hurting um and he just nods, and um for a 2nd you like you do you pick up the same thing that um his hand was a little bit trembling and he just stops uh, after like a second he shakes it off i'm sorry um don't mean to be rude um come um i know somebody that will buy drinks and just like motions to you to follow him to go towards where the others were heading
2: valak uh walks up to obron extends a girthy arm giant handshake <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we're not so it's not a normal handshake like humans, but you kind of grab like each other's, like arm grab. It's it's an it's arm grab.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Your arm grab from with uh, Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Yep. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it the response in in motion and, and just like you,
4: ew, you, ew. yeah, you.
3: You're strong. I like it's. It's nice that somebody speaks common in Giant, and he he begins walking with him to follow the everybody else. We get drink. Yes, we get money first, and then drink.
0: So in the meantime, while this bro-fisting bros moment was going on, <laughs> Anar and well, it depends. Anar was heading towards what can be considered the village square of Carnwick. Was Ob uh, Obron? Wow. Um, Mirathol? Yes. Sorry, I'm. I, okay. Playing 4 characters, char—no, three characters tonight. Yeah, um, you mean <laughs> get out? <laughs> Just get out. Leave. Nope. Done. Would Myrthal had followed Anar to this area, or would he be trying to go off his own beaten path?
1: Oh no, I'm gonna try and follow Anar because he be knows the area. A bit, so
0: okay, what you can assume is based off of the site that you see—the village squ- square and the town hall, or the village hall. Sorry. You see two bodies laid out almost somewhat of in a crucified manner on the front face of this village hall. And written in blood is just something that says, The Crimson Court requires reparations.
1: That's obvious.
0: I mean, I think they got their message across, wouldn't you say?
1: I would say so. Uh, Do I know who this Crimson Court is by any chance?
0: I would say no, unless you spent some... Give me, actually, a history roll. This is going to be a retroactive history roll for when you spent a little time in the library in Anar's house.
1: So. Give me an eight.
0: An eight? Unfortunately, you did not come across any names. Your your focus was more towards, you know, Xander as well as what's going on with the aspects of creation as well as the history of Anar's um, people slash Ankar's people known as the Kiasi as well as the past history of Kingsport. Nothing in regards to a crimson court, not not an inkling, unfortunately, <coughs> because it just wasn't, it just wasn't what you were focusing on.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what is this uh, crimson court make me of?
0: Don't know. My dad would probably, but I'm not really the bookish type when it comes to anything beyond the eastern side of Loria, Great Ocalo, Ravensdale, Hopes Point Bay. That that's my forte. But World's Grave, aside from what's Common knowledge. This Crimson Court thing is new to me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, one can't know everything. And
0: maybe we should probably ask the guards. And as he says this, he, he heads, you know, he nods with his head. And the guards right now are very poorly, and are given their the past experience with the guards, uh-huh. taking down these bodies. And you notice also that while there are two bodies hanging on the front edifice of this... Building, there are four more bodies draped in cloths on what looks like a like a carriage of some sort. So you can assume maybe that there might have been more.
1: Yeah, they went to town. Um, you guys need home down the bodies.
0: The guards. <laughs> uh, one guard looks at you. Who's on the uh the ladder? Gotta get my dice. This is gonna see a you one hundred roll to see if uh you spooked them. Because he was in the middle of taking down one of the bodies. You did spook him. Um, <laughs> So he gets spooked, and he's falling now. He falls back off this ladder. Are you doing anything to try to catch him, or are you going to try to see if the other guards are going to respond?
1: I'll try to catch him.
0: Okay. Give me a dexterity roll. I'd say, yes, give me a dexterity roll.
4: Dexterity?
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: and you know what? Give it. Make it a saving throw, actually.
1: Oh. Okay, I yeah. uh,
0: hit a different button. Sorry about that. It's
1: okay. Uh going to a 15. 15?
0: You managed to catch this individual, and as you catch— Thankfully, he's very light, right? Very much with a lot of the other natives of Carnwick, they're very gaunt, and they are not what you would consider very formidable when it comes to what you see for guards or anyone in some sort of, like— um, official military um, position, um, particularly especially when comparing them to the, the guards of Kingsport, right? The guards of Kingsport actually look substantially, um, you know, like they are act- actually capable of defending their city and their posts. While this place, these guards almost seem like they were they were hired out of desperation or that they were the only ones willing to accept the job. So um, you catch him with ease. He it it almost seems like the armor weighs more than he does. Um,
1: Sorry about that. Me
0: a oh. Um, uh, hi. uh, Yeah. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm I'm dreadful with heights.
1: Uh, how many hung up there?
0: So they have a ladder in between these bodies, and it seems like these bodies, while they're being hung, basically by their hands, uh-huh. and the bodies are, you know, they're 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 being ca- pushed or carried down by the force of gravity. The bodies are being hung by their hands, and in each hand looks like a long, somewhat stalk or spindly-like stalk of some kind.
1: So, uh, just so I'm clear, the stalk is like a uh, Thick straw? Th-
0: like a straw, yes. A narrower bamboo pole. Something like that.
1: Okay. Um, if that's not holding up, I do even get it on the ladder. I'm going to summon my sword. And I'm going to elder blast the stalk off and let the body fall.
0: <sighs> okay, yeah. You could do that with relative ease.
1: Yeah, kind you know, of
0: it. It, it's not very difficult, so you blast it, and you control, you focus your blast, so oh. it's enough to break the stalks on both of these bodies, and the guards at the ready with the wagon down there, they catch one of the bodies, the other body hits the ground hard, right? There's a bit of like a, a crunch and like a bit of like a splat, and it, it leaves a small little blood stain. Um, the guards are quick to take that body and dump it onto the cart, and then the uh, the cloth that's covering that was covering the other four bodies now covers the six bodies in total.
1: I uh, with my weapon, and yeah, I press in this to try and clean up that small blood stain that landed on the floor.
0: Without any problem, the blood stain goes away, and the guards look at you and they go, oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it would have taken us hours probably to... To clean that entire that mess actually um, uh who, who are you um you kind of look familiar
1: um wait
0: were you the guy oh you're the guys at the jug oh um yeah th- thank you for that um yeah we don't know if we would have been able to handle that uh, i think that might have probably pretty much taken out a lot of us if, if your friends hadn't Dealt with whatever that thing was.
1: Yeah. We uh tried our mess. What happened, uh no way. What is happening here anyway? Who one bodies?
0: Uh, well, um it's it's the Crimson Court. They're they're a bit of a, a problem with Carnwick ever since uh kind of ever since the doctor arrived, but um that that's just coincidental. I I I think, and as he says this, you get the <clears throat> the inclination that he's not saying it because like he's he believes that it's just a coincidence. He's it's almost like a forced like he's forcing himself to think that he believes it.
1: Wait, hold. On. I have a question for you. That yeah? doctor, are you talking about the, the doctor in the town?
0: Uh, yeah, Doctor. Um, what's his name? Um and he's really struggling to remember the name of this doctor, it seems. Um the other guy's like, Oh, is it Sanders? No, it's not that. Um Durin? No, close. Um
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna uh, say uh yeah. sorry, Narod, or I don't remember how I pronounced uh Narod, yeah. yes. So Narod.
0: Dr. Xander Narod. And you you say Narod?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, Doctor Narod. He uh he's been he's been a great help, you know.
1: I'm sure he has. I say, I know my, voice.
0: Are you being obvious with it, or are you? Um, oh no, being pure, subtle.
1: Pure, pure so... okay,
0: they're they're smart enough to pick up on it. Um,
4: okay.
0: They're not skilled, very well skilled as being guards, but they they can pick up on sarcasm. Um, he looks at you and he goes, "Well, it's a good thing too." Um, in court they arrived before he did and uh they were something awful and after he came he kind of he helped us he uh taught us some some tricks and some remedies to to keep them at bay
1: good uh now when you come out at night or something
0: oh yeah as as soon as the sun's gone they they come they come in full force it's uh it's kind of odd they they usually take what they kill they never usually leave behind so this is this is a bit of a strange sight, even for them.
1: Well, and they definitely want me paint. So
0: Yeah. Well, last time they, they claimed reparations it was um and he he swallows his spit. It was it just it wasn't pleasant. And you, you, you notice immediately there's a bit of a the look of him like tears welling in his eyes as he says this.
1: I'm sorry, but often
0: he inhales deeply. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. <clears throat> where and are...
0: R's... Oh, God.
1: No, I'll let him go. Go ahead.
0: Anar steps in and he goes, where are these Crimson Court people, things, whatever they are? And he kind of has like a devil-may-care attitude to him. Are. Mm-hmm. Like, where can we find them? I mean, if they're a problem for you guys, you know. If you're willing to pay the right a bit of coin, I'm pretty sure we can take care of them. I hope. And the guard looks at him. He goes, "I don't, I don't recommend that." And his eyes, for a moment, leave Anars and goes towards the direction of the summit of the mountain that's known as the World's Grave.
1: We're heading that way anyway.
0: Um, travel, travel by day, and if you. Can seek shelter even in one of the mausoleums and make sure there are no windows in there um hide there at night that's what uh that's what the folks have been doing pilgrimage have been doing at least the ones that are smart enough to listen and catch wind of what's going on understood well thank you for your assistance with the bodies uh we've got some bearing to do before night falls
1: uh I don't know. wasn't there something you want to know about traveling up there
0: uh uh, not really. I mean, I know my way around somewhat.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Have a good night, guards.
0: Thank you. And as this is concluding, Oberon and Valak have made their way um to the town hall. Um, yeah, town, town hall.
3: Look, look towards um. Do we see? Does Oberon see the rest of the people that were trying to food deal? Wait, repeat that. What?
1: Yeah, i people traveling with Oh yes, yes, sorry. Thanks. Sorry. Because Udio was the
3: one that Udio is still his acquaintance. You to threw
0: me You threw people. me off entirely when you asked that. Yes, yes, you see the rest of the party. Yes, you threw you see the rest of the party.
3: Yeah. Uh, Obron went back, got Udio, he's with him right now, so do the Udio voice. <laughs> no no. no. Udio's like, Ugh, it's a little too early. No, no, fuck it. So, so, at the court, um, he he sees um, Muriel, Mi- Muriel, uh-huh. All right, just approach him and be like, "He's fine." <laughs> yep, that's it. Charisma six. We good.
0: <laughs> In Elvish, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Okay. That so to work themselves out. Okay,
0: so Valak doesn't know what's going on when they're speaking in Elvish.
1: So then switch over to
3: Common, which is Giant, and goes, "Yeah, they don't speak our tongue. So, but I think that you speak his. You mean they speak not
2: Giant? They're weird.
1: <sighs> um, this is, I mean one everyone knows." <sighs> I'm
0: gonna have you be the translator, Mirathal. I'll just keep my eyes posted on anything around us if we're heading towards the world's grave, I'm assuming.
1: Is... Yes, that's yes, uh, yeah, more informed yeah. daylight.
0: Yeah, it's it's still I... early in the morning. I'd say after everything's been said and done between the battle and the mm-hmm. conversations, you guys woke up relatively early, except for Udil and Estrellos, who are still back at the inn, mm-hmm. or the tavern, rather. 10 o'clock in the morning.
4: Okay, that's not so, bad. Yeah,
0: best way to get the blood flowing is a punch to the face, apparently. Okay. <laughs> and a, in in Valak's case, a hit to the gonads.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would have been what and what? Definitely, best way to get your
2: morning
0: exercise. Are you saying this in Giant or Common? <laughs> in Common. Okay. Oh, and you see, Anar looks at you and he goes, "Yeah, um, I prefer a you know a good jog, maybe." What's your name I
1: say to you in common?
2: Yes, I did not introduce myself. <clears throat> I am Valik.
1: Mal- I am uh, Marathal. This is Anar. I point to Anar.
0: Anar tips his hat towards you. Pleasure.
1: You and Omeron are ready to introduce themselves to each other. So.
2: Omeron
3: now, brother. Right, yeah. brother? Hard to say. Doesn't copy. He's just like
2: saying it on and, uh, and um giant now. Giant.
3: No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And he just nods.
1: So uh, we're gonna uh, yeah. be heading up the summit. I don't know what you're doing, but if you're coming cool, if not, have a good day. I give you a way match art moment.
0: With- yeah, Anar goes is starting to head towards where the the entrance to the path to the world's grave begins.
1: World's grave.
2: I passed by that before on my way. Okay, be
0: hungry anyway. <laughs> I'll lead. People Are you need... saying this in common? Yes. <laughs> you see, you see, uh, stage whisper to Mirthal from NR. He goes, "I hope he realizes, you know, eating the dead's a little uh, unsafe."
1: At this point, I don't know if it's worth even uh, explaining anything like that. So
0: yeah, let's uh. Let's be hasty about this. Yep. Okay. So I'm assuming everyone agrees to head towards the world's grave. I can. Okay. I need to pull up. Finally. Oh, my God. I was hoping this would happen two sessions ago.
3: Before before we do this, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> to be fuck that.
0: Yeah. you. <laughs> you know, I've been hoping to get to this part of the campaign for a long
3: time, and now you're— Got inspired by a dragonborn with quartz in his body, and I just have to. <laughs> no, um, um would have just um sidelined real quick, um, Myrtle and would have asked just plainly, if your friend knows this friend, referring to um the dad, the guy in the orb who who this uh, this person introduced himself to, why don't we go there? pretty much why are we going to world to
1: grow i need world. to find uh, other orb. To okay that's it
3: I need to see either way yep <laughs> he, he didn't even care anymore he's like oh orbs yeah sure fine let's go more orbs and
2: ernie what what's, what's your character again like miracle no i know but what what is it oh i'm
1: sorry he's uh Shatterkai elf he's let me see if i have any instructors here okay He's about six foot eight, 130 pounds. Six foot eight? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Anar is like the smallest person here. He's only like six feet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh he's been around a while. He's tiny compared to Real me. Real pale white skin. Are you saying
0: eyes. hold on, are you actually saying that to him?
2: <laughs> I already told him. Yeah.
0: Um, you said that to him? As you say <laughs> that, Anar summons what uh, looks like a yeah. rifle right and like a uh what looks like a lever action rifle of all things and he goes yeah well that's what this is for it's a great equalizer so uh big or small puts you in your place regardless and then he unsummons it (laughs) cute you don't fight with fist nah not not
2: traditional
0: oh well when my life's on the line i like to fight my way keeps me alive do
2: you have
1: oh, any weapons on you? Uh I see. At, at least
2: you fight to the death. That I can
0: respect. Yeah. They don't get up when they're dead. Well, normally they don't. Except for <laughs> that one time, but we don't talk about that. That's true. Especially if you eat them,
2: you know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? what
0: in the fuck? <laughs> he, he, looks, he looks at he looks at and is like he mouths the words I told he doesn't say it, but he mouths, He's like, I told you so. <laughs> this I'm getting throwbacks to your campaign, um yep. Ernie. He's yep. like, I think they're cannibals. <laughs> if, but, hey, Dr. Vanish, if you're listening to this,
3: um <laughs> All I see, all I see is this conversation is happening and all around is that that foreign exchange student like what's going he's, on like nodding himself just smiling because he has no idea what's going on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I uh,
1: mouth back to Anar, and yeah. you're all watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you see Anar just instantly doesn't say anything. He just summons the lever-action rifle back.
1: <laughs> 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 and as
0: he summons it, by the way, um, like you have that wolf howl. Yeah. His summons and it has that purple smoke, and you know, with that smell of lavender and somewhat like a hint of vanilla to it, right? It's the same smoke that was described by the and the the, the scent that was described by the barkeep at the Red Jug before it was burned down.
3: Do we also hear "Yeehaw"? No. That's a
0: good. Song. No, you do not hear that. No, it's not. It's not the Travis Willingham um, character. Um, but yeah, so you do. You do see that and that that scent. It's a very subtle scent, but you still, all of you, still pick up on it. I'll say, uh, you
2: you would understand. Goliaths survive no matter what. Long life, short life, in the end, you never give up. Don't matter what you do. Everyone equal. You break a leg, you're still equal. You expect it to still do your part no matter what.
0: Anar looks back over his shoulder as he's heading towards the summit and goes, I can respect that quite a bit. You and my dad probably would have quite a bit to talk about. Yeah, should you meet him? Should you live to meet him? <laughs> Maybe. This 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 world is weird. Oh. I keep hearing you people saying you're not from here, and you're saying this is weird, so I can only imagine that your world would be weird for me. Oh.
1: That's a fair point.
2: Don't know. Those worlds don't exist. Oops. Too much to say. Move on.
3: Does Anar look like the bookish kind of like? Does he? No,
0: Anar is far from bookish. Anar looks like <laughs> Anar on the surface. Okay, so if you want, do you want to do an insight role, or would you prefer if you have this knowledge or Just show me the.
3: Just tell me what does he look like? A smart person compared to like their group.
0: He uh... he he looks like of average intelligence, or a slightly above average intelligence. Definitely gives off the air of mm, he understands, more like, higher wisdom than intelligence. But his his physical appearance is that of somewhat of, like, a, a pretty boy demeanor. Mm-hmm. But when you actually speak with him, it's like, okay, this guy's a little rough and tumble. So his – he appearances can be deceiving. That's the best way I could describe Anar. Okay. It seems to be – well, you don't know this, but it would be – oh, actually, no, I'll leave it off to the side for now. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's that's all I needed. Thank you. appearances can be deceiving. He ignores that little comment, and he heads towards the summit for the
3: world's grave. I wake up Udio. Oberon wakes up Udio.
0: You guys are—what? To Get out. No. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) No, not happening.
3: You guys are leaving the— Udiel help, woke him up so that way he didn't get left behind. No,
0: Udiel's like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep in. No, we. I'm literally gonna put the whole veto on that because I'm not playing four, three, four characters in case someone's not t- here tomorrow or next. That's tomorrow next session.
3: Okay, so, okay, yeah. I guess I banged him on the head a little bit harder than I thought. He's sleeping
0: off. No, he- well, that plus all the drinking and yeah. So he's he's sleeping it off, and then uh, Astraeus is well into his research. So. That could yield some um, good results next time. But as I said, we are at the summit of the world's grave. Um, Before you is a singular or seemingly singular winding cobblestone path. Littered, and I mean littered across on each side, flanking each side, are graves and mausoleums, some small, some large, um, multitude of possible Individuals buried within these mausoleums or a series of graves, everything from we're talking like ancestral uh, lineage that goes back to what you can only assume are the early times of Loria. And yeah, so <clears throat> there is um, uh, this is essentially the world's grave and you can see why it has earned it that title.
2: So we here to we here to do what now?
0: Well, Mirthal, do you want to explain, or should I?
1: By all means, take your. Just tell me who I have to kill.
0: Uh, well, no one yet, hopefully. I mean, you know, but Mirthal over here is a champion. Uh, Mirthal,
1: you want to show him your mark? Sure, and I'll reveal uh, mark. I believe in the Titan Raven. Yeah, so it had
0: it has the raven feather with the skull.
1: Raven feather with the skull. So.
0: Oh, sorry. Oberon, you were going to say something? No. Okay. So, he's here because he's looking for his quest. He's a champion of the aspect of creation of death. Kind of ironic, creation and death. But you can't have life without the opposite. Yep. He's searching for what's referred to as the Orb of Eresh. They've already found another orb, the Orb of Fontis, And so... Unfortunately, Fontus doesn't have a champion, and he's not Fontus's champion, so Fontus can't tell him what to do or what he's hoping he'll do. And that's about it.
2: Okay, so we kill him. Okay.
0: That's, that seems simple enough. Wait, hold on. Wait, kill who? Wait, hold on. I He looks at Myrthal, and he looks at Oberon, and then he looks back at Myrthal. He's like, did I,
1: did I say kill someone? What? I don't remember you saying it, but. You said
2: you will not become champion. People in your way, you kill. So
1: you become
0: champion. No, but no, champ. Thing. Champion. Champion's a, a different title. It's it's bequeathed onto you by a aspect of creation. This doesn't have to do anything with martial combat. Well, not all the time. Sometimes it does, but not all. And he starts to ramble on and on, and then uh, that boring. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> He looks at, he, again, he still has the, the lever action rifle. And he, he looks at Myrthal. He rolls his eyes. He goes, I'm kind of regretting my decision to um, come here. And I kind of wish Aiden was here instead. I wonder what he's up to right now. I have no clue. But
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> why I got myself into.
2: I speak in giant
0: to
3: Let's go, brother. Sure. Yeah. Uh, these, I have no idea what you are all saying. I'm just following. But yeah. Sure, so, go.
0: yeah. So we were speaking in common and then we were like just talking what we're talking. And then all of a sudden he's like, let's go, brother,
3: to you in giant. Oh, Yeah, that, That's what he responded yeah. in giant. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah sure, Let's go. No, not a problem. I have no idea. Strong
2: people on. in front, weak people in back.
3: Let's go. Come on. All right. Okay. What
0: are, what are your passive perceptions by the way? Oh, it's this this, not, not, no, 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 we're not the strong people. So we got to see what the strong people are doing up front.
3: (laughs) 11, but uh, as, as his brother passes by, he looks towards, um, guy with shotgun or whatever. That would bulk act.
0: It's a lever action, lever action.
3: Um, he goes, I have no idea what's going on. I do apologize about any inconvenience. Um, would you, as a token of what you all call gift, would you like a drink and offer him the wine, if he would like to take a sip off the wineskin?
0: He he looks at Oberon. He says, please don't take offense in Elvish. He, please yeah, don't, he's
3: speaking in Elvish. Yeah.
0: Please don't take offense to this, but um, it's a little too early in the day for me. I'm not sure what it's like. Uh, from what I'm understanding and what I'm becoming a little too accustomed to, Consider the fact that you're all from different places. I, it's a little too early for me to be drinking right now. That that's more of a a nighttime
3: thing, you know, before bed. And he puts his wine skin back. It's nighttime somewhere. Then just continues going forward. <laughs> see, you see, he says,
0: "You're not wrong." And he shrugs it off, and it can, follows you.
2: Okay, so we're just walking forward now along. What's this- your
0: passive? What's your pa- I know eleven for Oberon. What's valek's passive perception? Oh, okay. I don't know if you were asking me.
2: Passive perception?
0: 12. 12? Ooh, this is going to be fun. So the strong people are leading the front. Yep. And so you guys are following this singular winding path. As you're following the singular winding path, you see what looks like several individuals hunched over these graves. Valak, give me a a uh, perception roll since you're you have a... 12 so that that would merit you to actually be able to try to perceive it beyond what you what you have naturally okay perceptual Gotcha. you perception right. rule. and by several i mean you're looking at close to like 10 individuals okay of varying sizes <clears throat> 10 and two. you guys oh sorry let me preface this by saying you guys have made your way up substantially so you met no conflict all the way up you actually passed several pilgrims as as you're making your way up this singular path, and up ahead you do see a fork in the road, but this is before that. Uh, Twelve total. Twelve total. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately, they, they, they. You don't hear anything. You know, you, outside the norm. You, you think maybe that they're possibly praying. How do you proceed, both of you, Oberon and Valak? <clears throat> I'll say, I'll say, um, as as
2: you know, as we're kind of walking along still. I'll say to uh Oberon, feels different here, don't you think? Definitely
3: does. Um, how about we give these people a wider girth, get out of their way, just let them be as we continue moving forward. What'd you say, brother?
0: Unfortunately, the way that these people are positioned, as I should preface, by the way, there are grave sites on each side. You're flanked by grave sites, a combination of, as I said before, mausoleums and graves themselves. The way that these 10 individuals are positioned is that they are dotted on both sides. It would be less of giving them a wide berth. This is before you make your decision. Um, So if you want to retroactively change what you say, you can. It's less of whether you want to give them a wide berth or if you want to try to narrowly go down the center to avoid any disruption, should you provide any.
3: Turn over to, to Vault Action cowboy and <laughs> it's lever action, son of a bitch, lever action, cowboy and be like, um, and it's pretty much explain what we see up ahead. Um, I am not accustomed to in Elvish. I'm not accustomed to goes through question mark. Like my, my suggestion is to, to go down the middle. What do you think? And also pass that information to miracle.
1: Yeah, let's uh, try that and talk to me of go down the middle. That so, I mean,
3: and in giant says go down the middle these people are dumb go down middle yeah Okay. don't bother speaking to them they're dumb
2: oh
0: <laughs> funny as long as they don't look at me they they do not look like they're looking at you whatsoever but yes uh, I need everyone to roll a stealth roll
3: okay I got
1: disadvantage 16 for me
0: natural 20 <laughs>
1: Uh, eight plus
2: two, ten.
3: So six plus. No six, just six. <laughs> I got disadvantage and I got no bonus to it. It's just a straight six. Oh,
0: your yeah, disadvantage is your armor. Yep. Oh fuck. Okay, so Anar makes it through, but it's surprisingly, you know, it's, it's the funny thing is, as despite the fact that you guys said the strong should lead. Anar, he he leads like as soon as you say we should go down the middle, he he bolts it. He's like, he understands. He he bolts straight through the middle, no problem. Mirthol, mm-hmm. what'd you get?
1: Uh 16. Mirthal
0: makes it through. No problem. As soon as, if I'm not mistaken, Valak got the higher roll, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, I got a 10 total.
0: Yeah. As soon as Valak goes through, one of the seemingly praying individuals cocks their neck to the to the right looks in your direction and as soon as you see this their mouth splits open into a a trot like a try piece almost and you see this like long almost uh probably maybe like a foot long tendrilous tongue pr- uh, peer out in your direction and it screams and as it screams other nine individuals look in your direction and see this and roll for initiative
1: oh man
0: oh man 18 18 okay so uh would someone mind keeping track of advantage uh initiative for me sure okay so 18 for Mirthal. so 13 for (laughs) 13 for nr Mm mm-hmm
3: Oberon got an eleven. Oh, I have to roll for the creatures too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's bad. Uh,
0: S- sixteen for the creatures. By the way, did
3: we take a, like a stop and a break and a short break during this entire thing? Yeah, you took a long rest before this all happened.
0: Oh yeah. okay. no! Oh, for hit points. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't think about that. Um, you know what? <laughs> retroactive you know what i'm gonna let the dice decide yes you did so before you you went you you recovered your hp you did not recover any expended slots but you recovered hp yeah okay so you're at full hp but whatever expended slots you did are expended Um,
2: yeah i don't have anything like that so yeah
0: the creatures are at 16 by the way 16 creatures. Yes. Okay.
2: So the creatures I are in will roll now to see what I get. Or the things are at 16. Oh, God, I got a 7.
3: Okay. 7.
4: What's your character's name again?
3: Valic. Valic. Uh, What did. No. So Myrtle, Creatures, Enard, Oberon, Valik.
4: Okay. Okay. Hmm.
2: You see what I posted? <laughs> the squat cats. <laughs> What'd you post?
4: Oh! <laughs> 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 oh, it's <Nope. laughs> Alright, sorry, sorry.
0: Who goes first? Sorry, you threw me off. Uh, Mirthal? My- okay, Mirthal, go
1: ahead. My, uh, race story is summoned. you hear the howl. Mm-hmm. And, oh. whichever creature is closest, they they are with, they are all so tonight the
0: So they are all within proximity of one another. So you, yeah. So yeah, you're good.
1: Alright, So as I caught the sword up over my head, you see it start to blow away from what is this night like, energized air? Uh, basically. I'm casting Bloomin' Blade. Okay. I know. Yeah, I take a one. Give me a roll. Yes, sir. That is going to be a 13 to hit. You hit. You cl- easily as you you easily cleave your blade
0: against this creature.
1: Okay, that is going to be as 15 <clears throat> slashing damage. Plus how much hit me with Sorry, I turned this up. Um, 28. Okay. 28? You said 28. I know. 15 plus 28. Hold on one second. That's gonna be uh six more points of thunder damage. Total. So that's 19 altogether. So as you cleave your blade, all right that's this... 21 altogether. But as you
0: cleave your blade against this creature, you come down with a quick motion. It's it's almost like watching an uh, uh, Kuro- uh, Akira Kurosawa um, samurai flick, right, like Yojimbo or something. And you draw your blade, and, and the way you draw your blade, it, it, it's it's very artful in its appearance, or very performance based. And it summons in your hand as you draw it, right? Even though it didn't exist beforehand, and then as you swing it down. Right? You cleave this creature straight diagonally in half. And it it's dead. It it you bisect this creature. It's it there's a moment of like uh <clears throat> <clears throat> lapse realization of what has happened to it. And it slides into two its different sections and its legs actually kind of continue moving forward a little bit before dropping forward and you've dispatched this creature
1: <laughs> awesome so the, now
0: nine creatures left
1: at the end of the first from my blade you hear a mm-hmm. slight howl in the wind perfect and that's my turn <gasps> okay
0: so who's next creatures creatures oh this is not good uh, who was leading the party, by the way? It was uh, I know it was um, Oberon and uh, Balak. Who was in when when you guys decided to go single file? Who was the
3: first to go? That was Anard because yeah. you said as, as I said that Anard went first. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yep, fuck me. you said he <laughs> went in front of us. That's right.
0: Oh no. Who was the first after Anar when when it came to
1: between and Marathon anyone? Inar, uh the,
3: Valak triggered them scene and Oberon would have been the last so one. So Anar
0: so Inar passed them. So Anar would have been fine. Who between Valak and Oberon, who would have been the one to trigger them essentially? Who was first slash second in that, that pattern?
3: Well, that was it, you said in the order that it went. It was Valak.
0: So Valak. So they
4: didn't even get to me.
0: Okay, so Valak would have triggered them.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, that,
4: that, Yeah. So
0: Valak was ahead of Oberon. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Oh, okay. So one of the creatures goes, lunges at you, and tries to bite you. It hits you with a dirty twenty. Um, does that hit?
2: Pardon me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, I see this thing launching towards my my giant brother. Go ahead. Uh, as I do that, just so, uh, just instinctually similar to like when I throat punch them, <laughs> extend his hand towards that creature. And as the hand stops inches away from his face, it, it flickers, and now he has to target one of his allies. I'm using my cloud room.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so it, it does it instantly? Or do I have to re-roll the attack?
3: You have to attack a new creature. So I have to. Re- your, yeah. I'll read it to you in a moment.
0: It hits. It. it hits the other creature. Yeah. So if if it if it makes me re-rolls, so yeah,
3: it hits the other creature. Um. a uh, correction. You can, you can use I uh, use my reaction to choose a different creature within thirty feet. So I'm choosing one of his allies, the okay. one that so. And- I, it looks for a moment like it's Valak, and it turns around to attack that one.
0: Okay, so it looks like so this creature, its its mouth splits open. This like this this tendril like tongue splits open, almost kind of like uh the tongue from like uh Alien.
3: All right, I immediately just like it just points towards that one,
0: and then it looks like it's about to try to bite Valak, and then it switches towards this other creature, uh its ally next to it um uh, let me roll the damage for it uh okay sorry give me one second all right so it does so the creature (laughs) does eight points of piercing damage as its proboscis-like tongue lunges out of its mouth and pierces the neck of its ally um that's it for its turn uh who's next in the initiative
3: uh, if all the creatures are done, it will be on our.
0: Yes, the other creatures have not noticed you yet. So, an standing beside Mirithal lifts his lever action rifle, aims, takes a shot.
3: <laughs> wow, wow, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uses a uh, Deadeye from Red Dead Redemption. Natural 20. <laughs> I love it. Okay. It's I new. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I automatically. So, I have to roll that. That's 24 33 points of piercing damage and this thing's head just implodes as this bullet goes from one end to the other and just leaves a a path of like a a Trail of viscera and a red mist and it just drops and actually It's a little comical because the tongue that was piercing the 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 neck of its ally is like still hanging on to it, and it's kind of like flailing around, almost kind of like a uh, like a lamprey would to its uh, its well its uh, prey. So um, <clears throat> Anar is going to stay where he is, and it is now whose turn?
3: Obran, Oberon?
0: Obran, God, what are you gonna do?
3: Just uh, seeing this doesn't all the other creatures doesn't go for his axe, but instead grabs his primary weapon, the mace, with his left hand. Mm-hmm. And literally, just like backhands the creature, but with the with the ball, so it looks like he's getting—they're getting slapped.
0: Okay, G- give me an attack roll.
3: That would be a sixteen.
0: Yeah, you hit, and you're doing. what well, this technically would count as
3: bludgeoning damage. It cause... takes three points of bludgeoning damage.
0: Okay, so yeah, you do three points of bludgeoning damage against this thing. Um. As you hit it with your I'm assuming you're hitting the backhand of the ax, the back part of the axe?
3: Oh no, it's a flail. So it's oh, getting hit with a oh,
0: flail. A hand. flail. Okay. So as you smack it with a flail and you lift up the the ball part, right? The skin doesn't quite pop up. It kind of just stays like if you like pressed your hand against clay, right? It leaves that type of impression on there. And the thing cocks its head towards you. And its eyes actually roll, which are clouded white, just roll almost l- very lazily just to the back of its head. And you can actually see where the these eyes actually connect to the sockets themselves. And they're kind of facing you right now. Um, are you doing anything else?
3: I'm going to wait my, my hand in front of me, and I'm just going to vanish, hidden step. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that's some <laughs> freaky shit. I'm
3: out and then, <laughs> and he's gonna move away.
0: Okay. All right. Um
3: it provokes it, it does get an attack of opportunity.
0: Wait, I'm gonna do it with disadvantage, is that okay? Yeah, because he's okay.
4: invisible. Yeah.
0: Does 12 hit? No, right? No. Okay, yeah, no. <clears throat> this thing swipes blindly at you. And you easily just evade it entirely.
3: And as he's passing, Valak, he goes, We should go. He can't he can't hit us right now. He's off balance. It just keeps going. It's 30 feet.
0: So what's Valik's reaction to hearing this disembodied voice? You just hear a voice in your head speaking to you in giant, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and it's like, let's get out of here now.
2: <laughs> what, me no attack now? <laughs>
3: uh it it it, it, was just like son of a (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: so is that it for your turn
3: yeah yeah that's it done okay valak yes valak's turn
0: your turn valak
2: all right enter valak voice okay me turn now Valak will use, will take, will to use his primary weapon, the great sword. He takes okay. the great sword, and proceeds to attack. Um, the one that was looking at Oron.
4: Okay.
0: Well, that's the only one looking at Obran. Well, well, that's still around. Technically, that's focusing on you guys. The others seem to be more preoccupied with their action of what they're doing than <clears throat> the combat going on.
2: I'm gonna roll for attack. Okay. Or my great sword. Go ahead. what is that? That was loud. Sorry. Sixteen. Nice. You hit. Sixteen plus eight. So that's yes,
0: yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, you, and... you hit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These things two, don't have
0: high armor class.
2: Two d six. Okay, take that out. Two d six. I mean, to roll the dice twice, right?
0: Yes, you roll two d six and you add whatever modifiers you Five,
2: need. and then next one, four. That's nine plus five, 14.
0: Okay, 14 points of damage. Wow, you did a quite a bit of chunk again. So you swing, are you swinging, like how are you swinging your blade?
2: I'm gonna swing it and kind of swing up and go slash it, try to like down or right in the middle of its body so I could like split it open
0: So, I can. So your aim isn't quite as true as you're hoping. And because of, you know, you heard this disembodied voice, uh, the fight from earlier is also kind of having an effect on you a little bit. So you haven't fully centered yourself. It's kind of like after uh, a night of not so much heavy drinking, but it's more of like you didn't get enough sleep. So you're a little disoriented and Mm -hmm. you cleave your blade and you make contact with this thing and you slice down pretty much down to across its clavicle and down to, I would say, just a little bit above the sternum. And there's just like this thick, almost honey-like consistency to this reddish ichor that pours out from its wound. And it, it's not, like I said, it has the consistency of honey, so it doesn't quite gush out. It sort of oozes out. So you still have your bonus action um, and movement should you choose to do anything with those. Alec I
2: will Can I save my bonus action For a reaction
4: no
0: you Have a reaction oh Okay yeah a reaction is If something allows you to use a reaction Action that sounds stupid but um, You can then use your reaction for it Like say if you uh, someone Attack of opportunity stuff like that
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay Oh me angry You didn't die so fast Valak enters, as a bonus action, enters rage.
0: Okay. Um, you rage. Anything special happen when you rage?
2: I gain advantage on strength checks and saving throws, not okay. attacks. Okay. I just get 2 plus melee damage with strength weapons, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage.
0: Oh, very good I then. can't
2: cast or concentrate spells while raging.
0: Okay. Very good then.
2: And it ends if I'm knocked out unconscious or...
1: You or whatever. Is or is that, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, anything else? Or is that it? Uh, that's it, Mike. Okay. Who's next?
1: That uh, would we'll be top of the initiative.
0: Okay. Uh, Mirthal, your turn.
1: Alright, question. Mm-hmm. The creatures, are they rooting ever still?
0: Yes, so they're you have you had these two initially which were the closest and then a little further back right pretty much where you guys do have to go through um there are to the sides basically you know the graves that are flanking you um there's a group of three which is the next set then there's like another group of two and then there's another group of three
1: all right uh are the what of what is the three are they about 10 feet apart they're actually
0: they are closer to each other than that. I would say they're they're probably within arm's length of each other.
1: Well, okay, perfect. Um, I kind of hold up my sword. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you ever seen Thundercats? when yeah. Lion try to send his sword, <laughs> yes, Oh, <I> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the uh, you seen the hilt of my blade? The wolf eyes line up red. Okay. And you just hear this piercing howl it uh, surrounds those three. And the sound is lower and lower until it goes boom. I'm casting uh, Shatter. Okay. constitutional saving throw, right? Yeah.
0: What's the DC save? 13. 13? Not quite. 11. Okay.
1: All right. And they take 14 thunder damage. Ooh,
0: 14 thunder damage. So as you raise your blade, there's this... Almost, it's kind of like a depth charge being dropped into the uh, body of water. There's like a oof, and their bodies, what 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 flesh is exposed, Uh ripples as well. Like almost kind of like a a gelatinous type of
3: movement. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle.
0: And (laughs) they stop doing. (laughs) They stop doing feeding as they were, and they rise up. And they all cock their heads towards what they perceive as commotion going on. Um, they don't know that it's coming from you per se, uh-huh. but they're looking around. I'm actually going to have to do a perception roll for them to see. Nope. So they're they're looking around to see where it's coming from. And from this information, you can gather that these creatures very well might be blind.
4: Huh. It's so reason.
0: they because they they're they're they heard this noise this this thunder damage but they don't know where it came from other than around them. So Got they're it. blindly looking to see where it came from. Um God, What else are you doing?
1: Uh, On that note, then, I'm going to try to uh, head further along the path, then, because I don't need to, and, and have themselves so covered. So I'm going to continue down the path.
0: Okay. Give me a—so how far down the path? Are you using all your movement, or—
1: yeah, I'll, I'll go to 30 feet. 30 feet? Yeah.
0: Give me a stealth roll.
1: You got it. Yes. That's going to be a natural one, with may a seven.
0: So as you move, there is a bone in front of you that you don't quite pick up on, and you step— Heavy footed through it, thinking, "Okay, these things can't see me. They're, I think they're preoccupied. With, they're, you know, preoccupied with what I just did. I, this is my time. So you don't really pay attention to what's in front of you, and you step on a bone, and it cracks. And the three that were blindly looking around turn towards your direction, and their jaws split open, kind of like a blossoming flower. And the proboscis tongue, like, drops out of their mouth, and uh, the lamprey-like teeth that Hug, almost kind of like in a cross-like pattern, start look like moving around, spindly like spider legs, and it's like they're almost like sniffing the air for in your direction. Um,
1: is, that's a whiff fuck. <laughs> and I uh, my turn.
0: Uh, stealth roll for the fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, who's next?
3: Um, your creature's turn.
0: Okay, so the creature that's busy with um. Uh, Valak is going to make an attack on Valak, trying to grapple him. So in the process. Oh, that does not hit. Does ten hit? No, I've fourteen. Fuck. No. So this thing tries to lunge at you and try to rake its claws into your skin, but it just doesn't quite make purchase on you as as its nails like, you know, glide across your skin, but you're thick, like um, mm. callus like skin on your chest just mm. glides and it, it, you barely feel it. it. Kind of actually feels like almost like a you're getting like a gentle massage, so it's actually more comfortable than um uncomfortable. Uh, that creature is uh, Can I do a reaction
1: to unfortunately, that? Unfortunately,
0: no, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, unless okay. you want to say something in response to that, no, I'm no, good. okay. Uh, <laughs> now the other three creatures. <sighs> They have about 20 feet from you, so they get to Marathol. Uh, first one's going to make an attack. 21.
1: Hit.
3: Okay.
0: Third one. That's a 7. I
3: know that doesn't hit. So the creatures, did they have to pass by my invisible self?
0: No, the because uh, you're you're by uh, Valak right
3: now, right? No, I moved to towards a Oh, so you went to
0: Anar? No, they're not near that. Because uh, since you were by Anar, um, uh, what's his name? Mirthal went up ahead of you guys. So he's ahead of you guys right now. So you're by Anar. Mirthal's beyond Valak. And the creatures were a little bit further up from Mirthal. Um, they're about 20 feet from Mirthal, And after he broke that bone, they were alerted to his presence. And they went towards him. So you were actually about...
3: Uh, Oh, hold on. Paint me a picture, because I know Anar went past the creatures without any issues.
0: No, he did not. Anar stayed behind. Anar's covering from the back. He's offering range support right now. He didn't move.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, so he didn't move. Anar didn't move whatsoever. Then it's Mirthal who moved, um, and now we're at the situation that we're at. Do
3: you use Oberon? want to do something? Or can Oberon do something? No, no, no. I was just asking to see if it trigger an attack of opportunity. No, unfortunately you not. My, you answered my question.
0: Yeah. Uh, so 21 for the second, uh, third attack. Sorry. So 21, 7, 21.
1: Yeah, two of them hit. Okay. Uh, first off.
0: Okay. It's three, three, two, one. Uh,. That's nine points of slashing damage as one of them comes down on you um, and digs its lamprey-like teeth into your neck. Um, I need you to give me a con save for the first attack.
1: Okay. Uh, con save. That's going to be a none. Okay.
0: well i rolled terrible you only take four points in necrotic damage so you're fine (laughs) um now the second one is going to do its thing on you Uh uh-huh okay thank god i rolled terrible too one one two three uh it's two four seven points of slashing damage and i need you to make another con save you got it as this one digs it on your other neck other side of your neck, not your other neck.
1: Your other neck. Your other <laughs> the other side of your neck. Oh damn! Yeah. If I know my seat, uh, you got two necks. I got a 16 on the save.
0: You save, so fortunately, you only take half damage, and that's only going to be three points of necrotic damage. So, oh. and see? as it, you feel it as it pumps something into your, into your being, but you're able to shrug off the. At least the the more potent part of it, and oh wait, I, is very...
1: I have to remember. I think I have resistance in general. Oh, to, uh, let me see something. Right. So that
0: means if that's the case, that means you only take two points yeah. from the first one.
1: Yeah. So I have necrotic resistance.
0: Okay, so you take two points from the first one, and three, I'm gonna round down one point from the second attack.
1: Okay, so let me heal up for three, and now that was me out, bad. Yeah. There we go. Okay.
0: But the other one missed you, so and that is it for those creatures. Um, next on the uh, initiative. Anard. Anar. Anar, seeing what's going on, is going to move about ten feet, not straight, a little bit diagonal. Get a clear line of shot on one of the ones that currently is gripping onto, um, Myrthal. He's going to use. Let's see. Does that hit? Ooh, that just hits. Okay. So you see he aims and there's a brief moment where his hand's just shaking a little bit and he steadies it just for a split second as he squeezes the trigger. The shot fires off and rings and it strikes one and it only does Let's see. Okay. Ten points of piercing damage as this bullet just drives right into this creature's clavicle and it pulls back, and as it pulls back, it tugs on um, the, the lamprey-like teeth tug on the neck of Myrthal. It's a little discomforting as it does this. Um, should you try to you know, push this thing off of you, uh-huh. um, Myrthal? I'll give you an advantage on that.
1: Okay, so it, I'm being grappled right now? Am I clear on that? or Yes, by this okay.
0: creature. Right. Yeah, it's an auto-succeed on the grapple if it hits the attack. Got Um, you. Yeah, Uh, but the damage is con save based, so okay. Um, at least for the the part where it bites you, Um, but you have advantage on one of them should you choose to push it off of you. Um, And I'll and I'll let it count as a free action too. So I'm being feeling generous. Nice. Okay. Um, Because that shot was really powerful.
3: It's a trick. Don't fall for it, you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now, as a bonus action, you. You see for a moment as this pink, lavender-like, not pink, sorry, purple, lavender-like smoke wrap around um, the rifle of um, Anar, and some sort of energy, you can't quite tell what it is, but some sort of energy is suffused into it, huh. um, and that is where he's going to end his turn. Uh, who's
3: next? Uh, oh, after Anar, Oberon. Oberon, your turn. All right. So are all the creatures or is just the ones on one side that are or all of them are like, oh, we're attacking now. No, so
0: it's no, so there are still two, three. there are still three more creatures if I did my count correctly, that are not even focusing on you guys. They're up ahead, like way up ahead, at least probably another 30, 40 feet. From uh, where Mirthal is currently, and they don't seem occupied with whatever is going on with you guys, so they're not even focused. Mirthal is being attacked from two sides, and fortunately, one missed him. So,
4: okay,
0: and the one that an um, Anar shot is looking a little worse for the wear. We should say, okay, that shot did seem to do some sort of substantial damage to it.
3: All right, so yeah, I'll continue moving my uh, speed, get himself up to an adjacent to anard, okay, in, invisible, and then just grab the axe and just before he goes out of range of twenty feet from the closest creature, he chugs the axe mm-hmm. or the nearest one.
0: Okay, give me a roll. Uh, lowest is a
3: nine. So that is a 13. You hit. Okay. It takes eight points of slashing damage as the axe hits. Now, off. would you do me a favor and roll a d12? Sure. 10.
0: 10. So, which one are you attacking? Are you attacking the one that Anar attacked? Or are you attacking the other one that's latched onto?
3: The one that Anar uh, attacked. Okay. So.
0: How do you want to do this with this creature
3: it's pretty much just he out of nowhere is just like Oberon appears adjacent to an And he just sees the hand close to his face and the axe just flies out and cuts, digs into like three inches into the face of the creature.
0: OK, uh, what's your passive perception?
3: It is 11.
0: Let give me a perception
3: roll. That would be perception you said Yes sir.
0: 18. 18. So as you, as 17 still good. So as you throw your axe and it's released from your grip, it's perfect. your form is flawless and it's spiraling and as it's spiraling for a brief moment you note you see what looks like a a small glint as though it's connected to the blade itself, right? that is there one moment and is gone the next. And then your axe head begins to glow just somewhat. And it's a bit similar to the same energy for a moment that is suffused into Anar's rifle. And as it strikes this creature right in the head, you see what looks like like a a purple, like the lavender mist just spread across the wound and just envelop the creature. And as this creature is enveloped completely, your axe just drops to the ground, and the creature is gone.
3: Oberon reaches, grabs the other one, looks at Anar, and makes the sound <laughs> as he twirls it, and that's it.
4: That's it. <laughs>
0: Anar looks at you, and he. Oh wait, you're are you invisible? Oh no, you broke the invisibility for attacking. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, because for a second I was be like, Anar's like, where the fuck did that cocking come from? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna look at you grin and not say anything. Yeah,
3: um, that's it. Done yeah. turn. It is Valak's turn.
0: Uh, Valak, your turn, bro. Uh,
4: that's
2: okay. great. I love it. Me definitely gonna kill you now. I go to Valak goes to attack. Um, how many are left right now?
0: Uh, there's one that you're currently engaged with that's looking really rough. Like he, you almost bisected this thing. Um
2: I'll, I'll attack that one.
0: Okay, give me an attack roll.
2: I'm gonna dissect that thing. You got this. Uh, twelve. Twelve? You just hit. Well, that's plus. <laughs> I'm not. That's plus eight.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. You're fine. You hit that. If twelve is <laughs> just hit, you're fine. And uh, two d six. Six. Okay, so how do you want
4: to five do this? How do you want to do
0: this?
2: Oh Valak will take his uh great sword and go, You die now, puny creature, and take his great <laughs> sword and kind of just slice him in half, um, kind of sideways on his body hor- horizontally, then vertically after that.
0: Okay, so you raise your blade out of the wound, right, your greatsword, and you swing from the other direction, cutting through – you first initially cut through the right clavicle. Now you're cutting through the left clavicle, and you kind of like make a V-neck for this guy, right, out of flesh, and you s- just cut right through him, right, and then you make a quick shift of your wrist with the blade, and you make a quick swing motion right at its waist, and you sever it, and so the it's – the, sh- the part of his torso that made the V-neck, which is pretty much like the head and the midsection of its torso, fall forward. And then the upper part of the torso that remains falls back. And there's a moment where the legs actually start walking on their own before they fall forward face down or well, would be face down. So that creature oh. is done with. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, you still have your movement and your bonus action.
2: No, and I'm uh, a. I I will... so. oh, yeah, I'm so rage. I will rage myself. Move forward to the next one.
0: Okay, so you you bring yourself to where Mirthal is. Are you you still have your bonus action? You can try to do something if you'd like with it, if you're able to.
2: There's only rage and two weapon
0: fighting. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's no dual wielding great swords, not yet at least. Uh. <laughs> no, not yet.
1: There's only rage in this hard. Uh, <laughs> exactly. May I ask you a question, Jamie?
2: When you rage so hard, you're... Uh, okay, never mind. Uh,
0: never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what were you going to ask, uh, Ernie?
1: No, if he had that uh, Great Weapon Master feet, because then he can use a mode assassin for attack. I don't know if he has feet. sir I,
0: I have no uh, I have no idea, JB, what feats did you take any feats or did you take the ABS when you leveled up? I think I might have took the ABS.
1: Okay. Never mind. Then. okay. Yeah. Sorry, man. No, it's okay. all good.
0: Um <clears throat> whose turn is it now, Mirythal?
3: Yeah, uh Valix.
0: Wait, Valex, no, no, so okay, so it's Mirthal's turn.
1: All right. So I still got two around me, right? You have two
0: around well, technically three, but only two landed attacks. Oh no, two, sorry, yeah. No, you're right, oh, too. Um, yeah, he killed one. Sorry. My bad. It's okay.
1: Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take my ray sword. I don't want you do move blade and learn more of them. So I'm going to take my ray sword and try to slash it down on the other one that hit me.
0: Okay, give me an attack.
1: And that's going to me a 23. That hits, yeah. All right, and that's going to be point points of uh, damage of my sword clean through it. Okay,
0: so you you draw your blade up, and with a quick motion, you cleave it down across the chest of this creature, and your the tip of your blade misses its its neck, right, its collarbone, and instead sinks into where like where the first uh, part, like the upper part of its sternum is. And then sinks in and drives in deeper. And like before, well, you didn't notice this, but um, <clears throat> like previous with the creature that Valak had been engaged with, it's this thick red honey-like ichor begins to seep out.
1: And yeah, interesting. Um, I can't remember. Are we doing potions as a bonus action or action?
0: Uh, No, potions are. Your first potion is going to be a free action. Okay. And then anything after that will be a bonus action or an action.
1: All right. So I'm going to pop a healing potion. I'm going to take it out of my pack and just shot it real quick. Okay. And I'm not a mover or anything. That's going to mean where I stand. Okay. All right. Is that it? Nah, that's going to mean the end of my turn, sir.
0: Okay. Monster's turn, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I need you to give me a con save, by the way, um, Mirthal.
1: all right, let me just heal myself real quick. So now mm-hmm. six points I heal. Boom. All
3: right. As soon as he said he was going to take the potion, I seriously was like, oh, you're going to drink that blood from that creature? Too. I know, right?
1: Okay, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, save you said? Yes, sir.
3: That's going
1: to be at 18. 18? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, you succeed.
1: All right. And... uh. Wait, okay. is there um, an I'm sure I do not want the hell I'm okay.
0: Okay, you only take 4 points in acrotic damage which have you have the resistance do. yeah comes into two so you take 2 points in acrotic damage. All right. It's like slowly whittling your health away. Um <laughs> And again, you still feel this like that throbbing in your neck as this thing's still latched onto it. This other creature is now going to try to attack you. Oh 16?
1: Uh 16 misses.
0: Oh, 16 misses. Okay. So no, it's out of luck. That's it for those creatures.
3: Okay, so it's over on CERN. He (laughs) goes in like he already had finished cocking the his uh, his hand axe and he's just gonna chuck it. And the one that is the one that's taking the most damage between what um
0: it's the one that's currently grappled onto um yeah. Uh,
3: what do
0: you call it? Uh, Mirathal.
3: Yeah. So, like, he cocks it, tosses it at it. Pretty much it's almost like in an arc trying to miss Mirror's head since he's currently in his way. Uh, okay. And yeah. It, that, that the,
0: way, the way it's positioned, you don't have to try to, you know, maneuver yourself the way it's positioned. So, you have a clear line of sight of it.
3: Yeah, too late I did it. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> Give me attack roll. It's
3: a tech roll. 17. Yeah, you hit. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take <clears throat> three points of damage.
0: Okay. Um, It takes three points of damage as this axe gets buried into its forehead. I need you to roll a d12 for me. Four. Four? It takes an additional four points of damage of an unknown type um, that you currently are not aware of. But yes, so it's taken seven points of damage. It's... I, I draw the
3: next one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Do you have another one? I have currently three more.
4: <laughs> wow! <laughs> like how
3: yes. many hand axes does this guy have? Six, but I lost one in the first monster. Right,
0: right. So broke. Yeah, because it got caught on fire. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so that's it.
3: Yeah, that's it. Okay, who's next? Valik's turn. Valak? uh Valik, go. Okay.
1: Hey, Is Dor- go going this shirt go.
3: Oh, no, Anar no, did no, we, we skipped Anar. All right, oh, so okay, Red, you know, Con- Anar goes, then I go.
0: No, 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 you went. You went. We'll say that, you know, you got caught in the heat of the uh, moment, and you just, before you even, you know, realized it, you threw your axe before Anar did anything, could react, and you killed, not killed, sorry, you injured this creature.
3: He was still trying to figure out why I'm cocking. <laughs> so he's, like,
0: he's like, I like I like the enthusiasm, but now it's just getting a little weird. <laughs> Um, Inar is going to make an attack. Oh, that definitely hits. Okay. Um, okay, it's 10, 14, <laughs> one. So 15 points, this thing's dead. Uh, <laughs> he shoots and as he shoots, the bullet, as the bullet is ejected from the barrel, right, there is this, th- and you notice it, uh, Oberon, but not Myrthal or Valak, there's that Slight glint to the back of the like bullet, Mm -hmm. and it just just moves and hits this creature, and this creature just drops and falls limp. And as it falls limp, the the lamprey like teeth relax and just slide out of Mirthal's neck. So you kind of have like two T shaped marks on your neck right now, um, Mirthal. But that creature is dead. And as its body hits the floor, it gets enveloped into that same purple mist, and the body's just gone.
4: Did
3: anybody else go, like, let the, that
0: that's- soon as- <laughs> <laughs> let the
3: bodies? No, I don't want to get DMC'd oh anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's Anar's turn.
3: No, then that's Valak's turn now.
0: And Valak, so Valak, go ahead.
2: Obron need help, seems like. Need go attack one to attack brother.
0: Well, Obron's not in trouble. It's Myrthal that's in trouble. Oh, Squishy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How come <it's> Squishy?
3: Valak's <laughs> the Deadpool of the universe. He can hear the DM speaking. <laughs> it's mine, and I will call him Squishy, and he will be my best friend. <laughs> 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 go ahead, Valak.
2: Okay. Balak will uh go towards the other uh, creature that att- that Mirthal that's attacking Mirthal.
0: Okay. It, it's just it's the only one left. <laughs> Beauty creature, you're gonna die now.
2: As uh As you Valak... say that
0: it looks at you and cocks its head na- and like it, it's that that tongue kind of snakes in the air, the 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 lamprey like teeth moving independently of one another as it looks like it's like sniffing the air and then it looks towards you for a second and then looks towards the open wound on Myrthal's neck and seems to be more enticed with that.
2: You should be looking at me. And he goes to attack him with the great sword.
0: Go ahead, give me an attack roll. Natural 20.
2: Uh, what is that? 9 plus... Had my sheep. What the fuck? oh, sorry, nine plus eight, 17.
0: Yeah, you hit, you definitely hit.
2: Okay, roll dice two, three. It's plus five, it's 10 total.
0: Okay, so you cleave your blade against this thing's um, midsection and you drive it and you grit your teeth and you just push it through. And it gets kind of caught, like, about a third of the way into this thing's hip, and it's kind of, like, snug there. Um, yeah, you do ten points of slashing damage against this creature. What's next? Two.
2: Um, he doesn't—I don't have anything for bonus action. So
1: okay. uh,
3: initiative, Marithal.
1: Mirathol <laughs> seeing that the creature got cleave, tries to cleave it from the other side.
0: Okay, oh. scissor it. Okay, good.
1: Yep, that's gonna be a 16 to hit. Yep, you're good. And that's gonna be 14 points of slashing damage since I bring my sword to bear behind it.
0: So, how would you like to do this?
1: So, as the uh, mallet came and cleaned it, using the momentum and the creature's and I go and I take my race sword and I try to stab it right from the middle and clean up, and cut his long tongue in half, cutting the teeth and it face in half from my set in it.
0: Okay, so you swing from the other end, right, as you see Valak making his move, and you both time it almost perfectly, and you both together meet at, you know, the appropriate areas, right? And this creature gets cleave. You go 70%, Valak goes about 30%, and you just cleave this creature in half, You swing the blade up, and then you swing it back down with all your might, and you sever the tongue of this creature. The creature kind of has, like, this momentary lapse. It doesn't quite realize what's going on before the upper half just falls over, and then this bottom half continues, like, approaching uh, Valak and actually bumps into Valak before falling over and spurting out a little bit of this um, thick red ichor, honey-like ichor. And combat for now has, is over.
3: Oh, there's no more. Okay. Well,
0: there are three up there, but you guys never triggered them. So yeah, yeah So we'll say um, out of combat for now. We'll keep the initiative order the same for you guys. It just would change for the monsters.
1: Yeah. Uh, in the the blood, as long as they will hear us, we'll be able to get by. And uh, I was trying to sneak in, the away.
3: <laughs> no, before like. Uh... Ma- uh, Marithal like Oberon's like doing the hand over his head like waving grabs his axe and points to one of the bodies pretty much hey get my
1: axe okay who are you showing that to He's
3: yeah he's like Mirthal. <laughs> Mirthal. Oh, he's waving to you holding his axe pointing to the body
1: oh it's Rabbit, and I'll toss it back to you.
3: Jesus Christ, is he trying to hit me? <laughs> no,
1: I'm, I'm throwing sure. the the shaft and the axe at me, forcing you know what I mean, it's I'm throwing the ass at you. I'm not trying to kill you.
0: All right, roll for initiative. It's going to be Mirthal versus Um Oberon No. Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>
2: oh, this
0: gonna be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you still have three of those creatures ahead of you all
1: right.
0: how are you proceeding and there's only one way to go for now
1: I'm gonna try to sneak by I don't know what everybody else wants to do
0: why you
2: sneak by you afraid this easy
1: well it's faster than the killing them all that's why
2: well you got a date later
3: is she pretty
1: I wish, <laughs> but I do have somebody I'm looking for that may or may not be pretty. I'll find out eventually.
3: My question, when Anard spoke to Overar on saying about, like, oh, I was wondering, but now it's just getting annoying. Did he say that in Elvish?
0: No, it wasn't like him saying it. It was him, like, that's kind of like his movement, like his actions. He was thinking, it's like, it seems a little odd. Like, I get it at first. It was kind of funny, but now it's kind of like overstaying its welcome, that type of thing.
3: You know Oberon can not read body language. Yeah, so
0: it's lost on Oberon.
3: Paris was six. It's, it's <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this time, Oberon takes a deep breath. Ow. Two, two hand axes—one in a uh, hand axe in one hand, a flail in the other—and he's going to attempt to go past them quietly.
0: Okay. Um. So Anar's going to go stealth. Mirthal's going to go stealth. Oberon's going stealth. Valak, what are you doing? Hmm.
2: Me try, I guess.
0: Go stealth. Really difficult. Okay. All you guys (laughs) roll for stealth.
1: Fourteen for me.
0: Okay.
2: Let's see if an eight foot Goliath could could stealth. Oh, wow. 18. Okay.
0: You're sneakier <laughs> than Myrthal right now.
2: <laughs> Plus two, so that's 20.
0: <laughs> Dirty, funny. Nice. What about you, Oberon?
3: Oberon's stealth is just... All right. I saw I saw the guy... the Or this father person. I could do that, too. He gets to the ground, but he's doing like the Naruto run, but he's oh, just so. kicking rocks. <laughs> One. Would you roll? one
0: (laughs) the creatures rolled a 10 on their initiative so combat has begun um (laughs) but the only person they noticed was oberon so they're all looking towards your direction but they all it only all look towards oberon the same thing with like the jaw flowering the proboscis like tongue coming out with the lamprey like uh teeth moving independently so yeah um so wherever they are in the initiative order, I think they're probably on the bottom, actually. So, Um,
2: Do we see this happening, by the way?
0: Uh, What is everyone's passive perception?
1: Uh,
2: Mine is 12.
0: So yours is 12, 11. Um, Only person to notice right now is Oberon. (laughs) Unless you guys want to roll a perception roll.
2: I'll roll a perception roll.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah.
2: Uh... Let's see what I get.
0: If you want to roll two, uh, marathon.
2: 19 plus
0: two, 21. Hey, yeah. You notice you, you hear the rocks being kicked cause you're like, the.
4: Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you and Anar are actually ahead of them by at least like 10, 15 feet. Um, and you guys are taking the lead while Valak and Oberon are actually taking the rear because you guys were like, Hmm. Thinking they alerted them the first time. Let's see if it'll change if we go. That wasn't the problem. It's just that they're very big, and he kicked some rocks. So, yeah. um, Balak does notice it, though. So, Balak and Oberon will be first to go in the order, then the creatures, and then the following turn, Mirthal and Anar can go afterwards.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So,
0: Oberon, what are you doing? As you see, these three creatures look up towards your direction, and it's a sight that you've seen before.
3: Before. um take a spin, like does a full 360 and chucks his axe towards one of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, um both hit because I'm spending my second win um uh, my action surge okay. um natural 20 and a 19.
0: Nice hey oh. okay. the natural give me the damage for the natural 20.
3: Okay. Uh, and with the one natural 20 i'm using my fire um, rune okay on the first attack i was gonna do that either way okay so fire rune it needs to make a where is it it needs to make a strength saving throw it needs to make a strength saving throw
4: okay
3: nice yeah. <clears throat> maxed
0: out or i have to roll. 16. Oh, dice maxed out, then roll. Uh 16 for the strength saving throw.
3: Okay, so then that's let me do my math. So without rolling it's... It's 18 without rolling.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You're probably gonna kill this thing.
3: 19, 20, 21, 22, uh 22, 23, 24 damage. You killed this thing. As you... Uh,
0: what happens with the fire, by the way? The, the fire rune?
3: It's just the chains. So pretty much as the... Um, as the first hand axe is thrown real quick, it mm-hmm. digs into the collarbone. Okay. But it it did only a little bit, and the chain just grabbed onto the hilt and dragged it And just this hand should Shouldn't be able to just rip them through like half.
0: Now, what I need to ask... Does this do any fire
3: damage? It does fire damage. Okay.
0: Now, what I need to ask is how how close were you to Anar and Myrthal when they were moving up? Because they're about 10 to 15 feet away from you now, but before that happened, how close were you to them? Were you close close or were you kind of dragging behind?
3: Myrthal and And Anar. Anar? Yeah. Well, remember, big, big, big guys take front, and you were letting us uh, go in the front. So th- t-
0: we should, we we did yeah. it though. Like I said before, after what happened, uh, Mirthal and Anar took the lead. So you two were actually in the back this time.
3: I'll say that the only person that's been close, besides when I stood adjacent to Anar, has been Valik.
0: Okay, so for the sake. So, as this creature is killed, right, it dies, it falls over, and as the flames lick its body, it actually begins to swell, and it explodes. Um, fortunately, you're out of its radius. Otherwise, you would have had—you sensed that something bad would have happened. However, its compatriots are caught in the radius of it. That definitely fails, and that definitely fails. Five, three, three, two, uh, 13. So, wow, that was slow on my part. 13 points of damage of an unknown type as this thing explodes around its compatriot and they are knocked prone. Um, <clears throat> but that's that's with just the first axe attack. Um, you rolled a 19 for the second one.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm going to honor it. So you're hitting the other one. That hits. Give me regular damage roll for that axe attack as this creature is knocked prone.
3: It would have been three. three. <laughs> so, so I have a question. Could I flavor what happened? Uh, flavor <laughs> it in what way? So you said that this creature exploded? Creature exploded, yes. The second axe was flying towards that same creature. And it just, with the explosion, it just like ricocheted with it. It just launched. Horribly into one of the other ones. And O'Brien's okay. like, Oh, yeah, it works. That, that's perfect. It, and then he like turns around and Elvis, fire back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that works. Yes, it works. So, yes, uh, three points of damage to this creature that's like writhing on the ground a little bit. But yes, fire seems to be bad with these things. And
3: bolted towards the rest of the
0: <laughs> You start running towards the rest of the group, leaving Valak there. Valak, <laughs> what are you doing?
3: Good
2: job, brother. Brother must be tired while he runs for some reason. Okay. <laughs> me take the rest on. Easy oh, work. <laughs> How many are left right now? Currently? There, are,
0: there are two, and they're about, I would say 30 feet. from. No. Mm, 25 feet away from you guys. Yeah, Or from you, at least. They're a little further will. I'll walk through them. Me. Okay, so you still have about five feet of movement, and you still have your action. And you're still raging, too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Mm -hmm. I will go opportunity attack with the Greatsword.
0: Go ahead, attack. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you get advantage on this attack, because they're prone. 13. Yeah, you're right. Just roll again, just for
2: advantage. (laughs) Eighteen.
0: I think you hit. I think you hit, and that's without adding the dice. So yeah. So
2: you since they're prone, I'll take my greatsword, right, and kind of take it and like you know, go like kind of down in his body. You know what I'm saying, Mike?
0: Yes, I I totally get it. Like you know, okay, you you cleave the blade downward. You thrust it downward.
2: I rolled nice four plus two six plus five eleven.
0: Okay. You do eleven points of instead of slashing damage this time, we'll do piercing damage because you're thrusting it downward um into the belly of this this creature and it begins to writhe and actually grabs the uh the 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 blade itself and actually is that it for your turn?
2: Uh no. I actually so I apparently I can't read and I didn't read any of the abilities I had. So I will use extra attack.
0: Okay. Give me a it makes
2: sense. Valak will prepare his extra attack. Okay, go ahead. I take um, an attack with a great sword again.
0: Okay, give me a roll.
2: 14. Yeah, you, you get it. Yep. <laughs>
0: okay. Roll. These things have very low AC. Five, one, that's six, plus another
2: five, it's 11.
0: This, You did 10. This thing and do you thrust it again downward yeah you thrust it again and this thing is <laughs> looking rough there was a moment where it actually kind of like grips onto the blade very tightly and it loosens its grip and it just goes limp
2: <laughs> puny creature this thing easy are you done um yes yeah, so valid attacked twice hmm and, yeah, uh, I already moved, so yes, my turn's done.
0: Okay. Uh, It would be the creatures now. The creature gets up, <clears throat> and it's going to make an attack on Valak. 16?
2: Uh, hold on, let me just double check. Because it helps when I actually read my abilities. <laughs> yes, it does.
4: It really does.
2: Just said, you know, kids, reading is good. <laughs>
0: just a bit. Just a bit, kids. Just a bit.
2: All right. Sorry. There was something I saw I had. I just wanted to double check. is with the ability rage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending yeah. on what your primal path is, you could have certain bonuses to yourself. You gain
2: advantage on strength checks and saving throws, mm-hmm. not attacks. Plus two melee damage with strength up. Oh I was rage, so I so I had plus two damage by the way.
0: That the creature's dead. The other creature is definitely dead. Oh
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I not mean, know it dead. I'm
0: not gonna I'm not gonna be a slickler for one hit point. <laughs> so no the creature's dead
2: um I mean I have an ability called dangerous sense, but there's no point because he's right next to me. That so, just... It's fine. He can go for attack.
0: Okay. Uh, 16 was the roll? Yeah. Is, that, is that hit?
2: Yeah, Mario class 14.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, he grabs onto you. I need you to give me a con save and I believe you have advantage on those. So Yes. Please don't fail me now, Dice. Ooh, very good. Oh no! Okay. Sixteen. Oh no! Sorry. Uh, what'd you get for your con save?
2: I have advantage, right? Yes, you do. Yes,
4: Ooh. you do. You have,
0: DC, you have to meet a DC of sixteen.
2: God, thank God, I just rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is eighteen?
0: Okay. So you take eight points of necrotic damage. So you would have taken sixteen had you not had advantage. Um, of necrotic damage as this thing latches onto your neck with this tongue and begins to pump whatever it is into your neck. Oh, gross. But you shrug off the main effects of it and you're good to go. So back at the top of the initiative, if I'm not mistaken, it's now Oberon. It'll be Oberon, Valak, Myrthal, and R.
2: Didn't um, Oberon just run?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Oberon does the initiative order doesn't change. Oh, well, he's not. How
3: many creatures are there?
0: There's literally one left. One blew up. The other got stabbed, and the one's currently like latched onto Valak.
3: Okay, I'm going to Oberon's going to clean this creature, and the other one explode. Doesn't know what 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 Hugging is going to do runs out like drops his you no know, he rolled um he puts his axe away and then literally grabs onto the creature and will attempt to rip him off from grappling him
0: okay um you would have cuz based off of where you are you would have to burn an action to dash to get to him because they were 10, 15 feet away from them, and you caught up to them at the end of your turn, right, if I'm not
3: mistaken? Well, I just moved 30 feet, so regardless, I would have been able to move 30 feet back.
0: Well, you were attacking them from a distance, though, initially, so you weren't right next to these creatures when the thing exploded. You're about 25 feet away from them. Gotcha. Yeah, you were 25 feet away from them, and then you, after you killed that one with the, the axe and wounded the other— then
3: just move, move um, 30 feet and chuck my ass axe uh, at this creature's back. Okay. And that would have been 12. Okay. It hits. Four damage.
0: You throw another axe at this creature, uh, this other creature, and it strikes it on the back. And there's a moment where it, it can't, again, these things can't see. And you, you kind of pick that up now. And it's it's looking around. Its tongue still connected to Valak's neck, and it's looking for where that thing could have come from. But it couldn't hear anything.
3: Seeing how this creature's respondent, going to uh, Oberon's going to lift his foot and just like pat on the dirt to see if, from the distance that I am and where the creature is, if it picks up the the sound of the foot um hitting the floor uh, up and down, up and down.
0: How hard are you doing that?
3: Whatever my – whatever I'm allowed to.
0: No, you could do whatever you want. You could do like a little pat or you could do like a stomp, stomp, stomp.
3: He's doing stomp, stomp, stomp.
0: Okay, so you're doing stomp, stomp, stomp. And as you do stomp, 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 its head cocks towards the direction of where you're stomping.
3: Okay. Yeah, just continue doing it, and that's it. Done.
0: Okay. So you keep stop, 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 stop. Um. Mirthal's turn. No, Valak's turn. Good.
2: Oh, Obron, you stompy too. He stompy also. <laughs> 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 I will go to stomp on him with an unarmed strike. <laughs>
0: oh my god! So you're gonna stomp on? So he's standing up right now. So you're gonna try to knock him down or something?
2: Oh, is he standing up?
0: He's standing up now, yeah. He stood up nice. last time. Last
2: turn. Okay. I want to say...
3: Well, let's see. Oh, His name is John Cena. And he just like... <laughs> <laughs> you can
0: do that if you want. You can. Uh, you can totally do it. You would just have to give me a attack roll.
2: Wait, do what?
0: <laughs> Pull a John Cena.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Give me an attack roll. He fails. He rolled a three, so...
2: All right, Uh, right. Eighteen. Yeah, you definitely do this.
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now describe to me exactly what you want to do.
2: All right. So, <laughs> Obron's going like he's, he's, um, I mean, Obron, uh, Valak, he's kind of like, um, he's going, ooh, ooh. He's walking back and forth, walking back and forth, like he's in the middle of a ring. Remember, this right? thing's,
0: remember this thing's <laughs> attached to your neck, so you only got that much tether.
2: <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he's going to, he's going <laughs> to, he's gonna grab he's gonna grab the thing right look mm-hmm. at it put his fingers from his face do the job seeing the thing oh my god <laughs> and then give it the fu and toss it to the ground with okay me on, with me hitting him on top okay of him. <laughs> and i roll uh yeah
0: <laughs> y- give me the damn it's an unarmed strike times two like double the unarmed strike damage and then add your strength modifier because you're bearing down all your weight on it. <clears throat>
2: Undarmed strength just says 5.
0: So 10, and then add your strength modifier. Plus 4. So 14 points of bludgeoning damage as you come hard on this creature. And in your head, you could have <laughs> swore you hear...
4: Duh, 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 duh. And...
0: <laughs> and, yeah, this thing is looking some worse for wear. But it it its tongue actually... Rips out of your neck, and you see for a moment as that pulsing something is ejected from its tongue as it's through the force of you pressing down on it. And it's almost like this strange oval of some kind, and it rolls on the ground. Is it dead yet? No, it's still alive. Oh, pretty, pretty fucked up, but it's 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 you know, it's like Uncle Roger says fucked up.
2: The Oban. Watch this. Me learn this as a kid. <laughs> so O'Bron's gonna attempt to do an attack again.
3: You mean Valak?
2: Uh, Valak, and okay. this time
3: I don't know. He could be a warlord barbarian.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this time we're gonna do the uh the tombstone, the Undertaker's oh, move. <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> an At, do an attack roll.
0: Do an attack roll.
2: Oh, fifteen! 15. Yeah, you definitely, yeah,
0: you tombstone this thing. Um, uh, I'll
2: science. tell you right now,
0: you don't, it's, a, un, it, it's following the same rules as before. Because your creativity is why I'm also giving you that bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing is dead. So as you bear down on it, you hear like a... This thing just falls limp and it's it's dead on the ground.
3: Good, cause if it was gonna get to my turn, I was gonna go on top of one of the tombstones and jump up, give him the elbow. I'm
4: so tired.
3: <laughs> It's like this is giant
4: fighting. Oh, fight <laughs> yeah.
2: uh. oh. you dead, Obron, You like that?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Macho Man? What?
4: Oh yeah. Oh.
2: Hold on. For some reason, I saw I saw a shiny thing. Yeah. Um, Wait. I will go, Obron. Uh, Valak I mean goes looks at it and picks. What did you say it was again?
0: It this strange oval of some kind. You didn't get quite a good look at it, but it kind of it, it glistened a little bit.
2: And Valak will pick it up.
0: So you go to this oval and you pick it up, and it's it's strange. It, it's it has kind of like this gelatinous like quality to it. And as you look at it inside this oval looks like several tiny, like, organisms of some kind
4: oh.
0: that are just swimming around in the oval. Ooh. Almost like tadpoles, I would say, but even... Swimming, I was going to say that. Almost That's like so... tadpoles, but they're, they're, they're incredibly small.
4: Oh oh. And there are... There
0: are possibly in this, this small... contain in this small sack of some kind about... Little less than a thousand. Jesus. Uh, hey, hey, Obron, look at
2: this. I think that one was female. I guess.
3: <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah, or... <laughs> look,
2: look at this oval. If you look closely, you'll no, see. Nope,
3: nope, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, you don't want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oberon, does Oberon
0: retch? He's like walking away. He's trying to walk away as he's chasing the He's like, I'm done. Yeah, so he's trying.
2: He's Use your your fire magic on it.
3: (laughs) It don't work that way. Uh, Uh, Oh, well. Wait, here, fire magic. Turn on a torch and just toss it at him. (laughs) No,
2: me, do it the way I'll just stomp on it.
3: Okay.
0: Um, you, you put it down on the ground and you stomp on it. And as you s- try to stomp on it, uh, give me an attack roll actually.
2: Okay. Uh, 12.
0: So just 12, even with the additional stuff?
2: Um, if you do additional, if you do a regular attack plus seven.
0: Okay. Yeah. So as you stomp on it you bear down your boot and there's a moment where it almost slips underneath your the the heel of your foot but you push down on it before it can and you pop this thing and it just the contents spill out into the ground and there's a moment where these creatures some of them look like they're starting to burrow into the ground Ugh. and that is it that's all you see of them some of them die up on the surface as what little sunlight above hits them um <clears throat> And the rest start to seemingly burrow into the ground. Oh, uh,
2: but that's I it. see what happened. Well, we'll burn this place head
0: down either way.
2: Anyway, let's go.
0: Anar looks at you. He goes, "You're not burning anything down." What? You didn't hear that? I said it in giant. Oh, you said it in giant. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anar didn't hear. <you>. Um, <laughs> retcon. <laughs> 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 preface it with I'm saying this in something next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Anar, Mirthal are waiting ahead for you guys. Uh, do you return to them and continue?
3: Question. I'd yeah. be yes. able to retrieve uh, DM four axes, or am I only left with two axes based off of skills? I mean, rules as written.
0: Three, I think. Because how many did you throw?
3: Well, i'm so, i tossed five in total
0: you tossed four yes you can get four then because only one is lost to the guy
3: exploding no half half of the ammunition is retrieved no so no
0: i'm saying you can no i'm i'm doing it off of logic so the only axe that would be lost is the one that was blown up in the
3: explosion that's, okay cool yeah, so
0: yeah you get you get the four axes that
3: remain because you said you threw five right expensive, yeah, the, yeah. i started with six i lost one in the tavern and then i lost one with this creature blowing up
0: yeah so you whatever ones weren't blown up you get back. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I think that's. Yep. You know, I understand why it's there, but I think it's kind of stupid. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. No, you get your axes back, and Anar patiently waits for you guys. Um, or at least for Valak and Oberon, and he looks at Mirthal. What's keeping these guys?
1: Uh, they were probably having some fun knowing them. Just put
3: them, puts the axes back on his on his ribcage holster. <laughs> Just looks. Looks oh. at them. All right. Good job, brother. Yeah, you too. Let's switch to Elvish. Uh, I think he's lost. He keeps calling me brother, but I'm not I'm not I don't have the heart to tell him.
1: Well, <laughs> where, where should we go? Uh just <laughs> continue following the path. It won't oh, as Jesus. You... Okay. So just remind me
0: um at the end of the session, uh huh, experience. Okay. So yes. A sexual experience. Uh, so, some kind of berries. <laughs> so, as you progress down this path, you come to a fork in the road, um, or a fork upon this trail. Both seem to ascend up the mountain to its summit, but one is clearly at a higher incline than the other. Uh huh. W- the one with the higher incline is towards the left, the one with the smaller gradual slope is towards the right. Which would you gentlemen like to go down?
1: Uh quick question. I'm not gonna uh, pull in any wish direction, right? Like I did last time with York.
0: Give me give me a D one hundred roll.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah. With the topography of what it is. Fifty seven.
0: Fifty seven? Okay. Sorry. O'Bron, what were you saying?
3: With the topography of how it is, pulling up the map that I got mm-hmm. and being trained in both nature and survival, would can, would I be able to determine which just what the topography stand for looks to be the safest route?
0: Based off topography, no. But based off of your survive, are you proficient in survival?
3: Survival and nature.
0: And nature. Um, this is more of a survival thing. Uh, well, no, nature ties into this too. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> you. You put your head down onto the ground and you. You quiet and you steady your breathing to the point where you hear your heart beating and then that too ceases in your ears and then you just focus and towards the path on the right, you hear a rumbling, like shifting, slow and haphazard movement back and forth, back and forth, not moving towards you guys, but staying stationary where they in that area. That you can sense it from just moving back and forth aimlessly then you hear for the left and you just close your eyes and you don't hear anything And then you rise up in the ground and then you just hear what sounds like a little creaking and then whoo, something hitting something and that's it
3: i say this to the fellows okay in both um, languages
0: now, to Oberon relays that information to you, um, and as he does so, Myrthal, you feel a slight tug, just the slightest tug, going towards the left path. Okay. As, as if not something's, like, pushing you or pulling you, but more like someone, like, a, it's almost like a gentle breeze carrying, like, leaves in the wind, that type of thing. Yeah. That way.
1: I feel like we should head this way, just a feeling. And the left path, it when that he didn't really hear anything anyway, except he for the thug. Um, that's he, where I heard the rocking chair from.
3: The
0: creaking. He heard the creaking, and then like a lat, like a little thud.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's try heading to the left. Okay.
0: So, the left path is a has a higher incline. So, as you ascend this this path, right? The sun seems to be dwarf, not dwarf, but concealed by a strange overcast. And as it's concealed by the strange overcast, there's a. Are any of you wearing metal right now? Like aside from your weapons, like armor and stuff like that? Yep, over armor.
1: Uh, besides the armor you said.
0: Uh, besides, um, weapons.
1: Besides weapons. Uh, yeah. I have my breastplate plate armor, that's it. Okay. Um,
0: Obron, your armor has runes on it, right? Yes. Okay. There, and what type, what runes are they, fire?
3: And one's fire, that's mm-hmm. the one that's on the, the, the one on the armor is the fire rune.
0: Okay. Um, are there any other runes on you, besides weapons?
3: Yes, uh, no, On just the fire rune on the armor, the mm-hmm. other one's on the axe,
4: on the okay. great.
0: Okay, the axe doesn't, nothing happens with the axe, but on your armor... Out of your fire runes, there's a almost like a plume of plumes of fire actually erupt from your runes. As this is actually perfect, as these energies begin to coalesce before you, and there's just a quick snap, and they disperse. And standing before you is someone who Mirthal um, <laughs> recognizes and Anar recognizes, a s- tall, s- battle scarred. After his previous encounter, um, automaton of sorts, and he raises up, and there's this thing in his chest, and he pulls it out, and he grits what can be passed as teeth and discards it to the side. Oh, that hurt. And he looks at Mirthal, and he sees Anar. Oh, this is not where I thought I'd show up. How are you, too? It is Aiden, of course, and, and, and a little bit better than you. And the two eight-foot-tall people, and the two new eight-foot-tall people. <clears throat> you keep strange company, still, I see. Uh, yep, still have that going for
1: you. Some new friends. Uh, by oh, the way, just- they already... The, well, the I point to Oberon. He only he doesn't speak carbon. He speaks like Elvis, Shine, and. Uh, Draconic, I know
0: he speaks. And Aiden switches, and there's a brief moment where his eye color changes, because normally it's it's like this icy cool blue, and now it turns to this verdant green, and he looks to Oberon, and he says, Pleasure meeting you, but in Elvish.
4: Huh have
3: i uh, has Oberon ever seen anything like this um
0: I don't know has he has what about Oberon's past life you tell me <clears throat> you know Oberon's past life i I, I don't dictate your past life
3: <laughs> yep uh, I'm like Oberon lean in and uh, he goes hi and that just <laughs> looks. Uncomfortably towards Merotol because he has no idea what this is.
1: Okay, this is a uh, friend of mine. This is Aiden. 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 Overall.
0: <clears throat> Aiden Blackmore. Pleasure meeting you. Um, I assume we're at the world's grave.
1: We are, and this is Valak over here, and uh, and, his,
0: <laughs> and his eyes switch back to that icy blue color as he says to Valak pleasure um who's this guy
1: fred who's this warrior guy the...
0: aiden blackmore <coughs> and then an R in common says he's one of my father's associates um he could be trusted handy with the sword and much much more um, okay you go with this too
3: O'Bron's not understanding half this conversation so he's just like giving that fake smile like he's understanding (laughs) he doesn't understand this
0: good with fists and much more as the kids said
3: nice if
0: you go
2: with fist you go with me remember fist first before anything else (laughs) I like this guy you weren't born with sword you born with hands remember
1: that oh and definitely got those hands
0: I like him. He's a lot better than that other guy you keep around. Anyway. <laughs> well,
2: I feel like scenery's changing. Cold don't
0: bother me. Me lead the way. And as the energy dissipated, the overcast lessens, and the sun then peeks out through. <clears throat> I suppose I'm stuck with you all for a bit. I don't suppose you mind having an extra sword?
1: Never mind at all.
0: All right, lead the way.
1: Yep, and we continue down the path.
0: And as you continue up this path, um, the graves begin to change, and you notice as you ascend up the summit, the graves get older, but they're well maintained, as opposed to the graves on the summit. I mean, on the the base. Okay. <clears throat> um, you you notice that the the graves. While possibly newer down below, based off of how these creatures were drawn towards them for feeding, they weren't drawn towards the graves up here. And you can quickly surmise that possibly these are older graves, but at the same time are better kept as well. Okay. Um, The lettering on them is clear. You can tell the birth date and the death dates of several individuals. They have the typical... Uh, inscribings on them, you know, beloved father, uh, dedicated um, you know, hero, uh, and even some though that served possibly in some sort of military because there is some sort of strange, while not a military insignia that you guys recognize, but there are some mirror, mirroring to the insignias from where you're from that you can basically piece together. Okay. It doesn't look exactly like the same thing, but I get what it's supposed to stand for. Got yeah. And as you continue upward, I mean, do you wish to do anything with these graves or continue?
1: No, I'm continuing, trying to see if I get okay. any more a pull or anything of that nature.
0: How about you, um, Oberon? Anything?
3: Oh, Oberon can't read them.
1: Well, there are some
0: written in different languages, common, draconic. I'm just giving you like a gist of what's on them. Like you see basically a draconic one. Uh, you don't see any giant ones though. That, that's that's a clear one. Um, but yes, you see an assortment of different languages, some in Elvish, some in draconic, some in common. Um, even Is
4: there
3: any in the oh, – I'm sorry. Were you no, no, say? no. Go ahead. No, you go first. I
0: was going to say some even in, if anyone knows the language, deep speech as well. And primordial.
3: Do, do any of them seem to be that of the short bearded people? Dwarvish? I've, yeah, over unseen Dwarvish before. Yeah,
0: yeah, there, there's definitely some Dwarvish here. Um, if you know the language, you understand it. If not, you do recognize, but if you're familiar, like you said, with the language, you do recognize the ruinic structure of the typical Dwarvish language.
3: What does it say? What, what uh, family of cast is this dwarf?
0: So, this dwarf in particular, it doesn't mention a cast, it just has a surname. Mm-hmm. And it's Stormfist, is what you see. And another one is Hammerfall. So, there are two family names on this one grave um, with two different dates on, underneath each one.
3: But what are the dates?
0: Uh, the dates in particular, I'll let you know after the session. I have to dig that up. But um, <clears throat> but yes, uh, you have that on there. And one, the one that says uh, Stormfist and the other says Hammerfall. The one that says Hammerfall, right, has something on it. Uh, are you looking with Oberon or no? Myrthal? Myrthal Sorry,
1: uh, I mute my mic by mistake. Uh, I say if okay, he's okay. Looking, if he's looking at me tightly, yeah, I'll see what he's looking at.
0: You notice somewhat of an inscription on the underneath of the hammerfall one, one that you recognize from a particular blacksmith you've recently come across.
1: Huh? Okay.
0: Yes. So. From
1: Anar's brother. Let... I'm i sorry. Uh, Anar's brother.
0: Yeah, uh, Anar's technical uncle, technically speaking. Yeah. Um. And then next to um, Stormfist, you see what looks like a symbol that looks like it, it's a very, very uh, archaic symbol. It's uh, what looks like a cloud a for- cloud formation with a lightning bolt. So if anyone's familiar with uh, Magic the Gathering, it's very much the Tempest uh, set symbol.
4: So, oh, nice. OK.
2: Yeah. It's a cool symbol.
0: Yeah. So that's right there. And those are the only other than the names and the dates. Those are the only markings on the graves.
3: All right. So, over on for takes a moment, looks at it, sits like cross legged in front, and brings up his messenger bag, grabs on to a mug, um, his his traveling mug, Mm -hmm. and just puts it there in between both these graves. Okay. And pours a drink, says a small prayer, then gets up and Continues.
4: Okay.
0: I have to do a quick roll for something.
4: Okay.
0: Okay. So, Oberon, remember this for future sessions while you're on the world's grave. Yeah. As you, next time you get into some sort of encounter, you feel as this energy, there's some sort of energy kind of like a warm embrace wraps around you. Um, Next time you enter combat, or not just next time you enter combat. Whenever you enter combat while on the world's grave, you have a boon. Okay. Because you showed some sort of respect. You didn't know these dwarves in particular, but you showed some respect. And you are getting some sort of favor from them. What that is, you won't know until uh, combat. But I will let you know as soon as combat happens and you do something that triggers this boon.
3: But just hey, guys, you. go back to those three people, not fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Let's go brother. the not fucking. All right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm back. No, it's all
0: good. It's all good. Yeah. So as you continue up, I'm assuming, or are you still examining more of the graves?
3: Yeah, I, you know, he would have seen Marathon looking at him and he go, "If hey, like he goes, oh, um Teachings. i um, sorry I took so long. Hey, let's go. It's just, just trying
1: to I have to apologize for it. the animal to you. And I say nothing else. I continue along my way. Okay.
0: As you, let me count it again. So it's Aiden, Mirthal, Anar, Valak, and now Oberon. Five. Aiden. I said Aiden. So five. Um, progress up to the mountain you come across a site a very peculiar site what looks like a cabin of some kind right and beside it oddly enough a open hot spring huh. and you quickly pick up obron that the sound of the creaking came from this ch- hanging bench on the, um, on the uh, what do you call it, uh, on the porch of this thing, as it's being moved by the wind a little bit, and the banging was it brushing against the edifice of this cabin. Oh, is that hot spring? Yep, it's an open oh, okay. hot spring. Looks like it could normally. It looks like it could fit up to six people, but with two three hundred plus people, might be able to fit four. At, okay. feet tall. That looks like a nice hot
2: spring. Relax my, relax my muscles and my balls.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Meritau, you might want to, you know, maybe like the water might help you clean off whatever kissing that other person was doing.
1: Huh. I shake my head. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I don't know what that hat well but I do with some rest. You guys want to take a break here?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it helps clean in some of this filth. Um, his axes are still covering whatever gunk this creature for.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, let's take a uh, little bit of break here then.
2: Let's okay. take break. Me wash off this black stuff.
3: Is that okay with you, uh, Mr. Renard? I
0: I I feel fine, but if you all need to rest, yeah, sure thing. <laughs> and then Aiden looks. I could do with a night's rest as well. Have to uh tend to a few. And he lifts up like the the cloth <laughs> over his chest, and there's like a gaping hole there. Um, uh, attend to some wounds rather.
1: I see that it it hurts. Uh
0: yes, long story. Don't have time to explain. And A and R is like yes. <laughs> We may have time to understand later tonight.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, we definitely won't be inside somewhere secure before nightfall. So, i say we're going to take a little bit of rest and then we continue your on our way or we stay here for the whole until tomorrow.
0: And as you say that, there is a click and the door for the cabin opens up and there's just like a... And... Inside, which looks completely different, and you're familiar with this magic both uh, you, Anar, and Aiden. Uh-huh. It looks drastically larger on the inside than it does outside.
1: Hmm. Greetings. I'm assuming somebody may be there at the door?
0: Not at the door, but there is someone about probably, if you step inside, 30, 40 feet away from you sitting behind a counter or standing behind a counter rather uh, a humanoid looking individual
1: hello is this a end uh, of some sort uh
0: are you going in or are you saying I'll out? go in you go in um do you approach the counter i'm assuming yeah and you see immediately this person's dressed in what looks like a paisley patterned suit of some kind um uh like a deep violet color, and his hair is a uh, slick back, um, salt and pepper. Right, has a bit of like a, uh, a goatee, mustache and goatee, like a Van Dyke, like a the pointed goatee. Okay, and he looks to you, his eyes glinting, and there's a glacier blue color, kind of like the same color that Anar, uh, not Anar, Aiden's eyes look when he speaks Common. goes, well, of course, all are welcome here. All weary souls. That is.
1: Uh. Okay. It, I'm a insight check. So I could a slightly creepy. From um, outside,
3: Ron is like, "What are they saying?"
1: Uh. That's a. That's a sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> yeah. There's.
0: Nothing sinister about what he's saying. Okay,
1: cool. Let's make sure we're in the world's right. yeah. You never know. Might be he, a, seems,
0: he seems very calm
1: hmm.
0: and relaxed. Kind of like a... There's a very calm collectiveness to it, which kind of reminds you of Angkar a little bit, but not so all business, no play type of
1: thing. This guy seems like he
0: he's a bit of a balanced...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah there's about five of us... Do you have enough uh, accommodations?
0: Oh, I can make more accommodations. Um, All five in separate rooms, or will you be
1: joining together? One minute, let me bring them in here. I'll make it easier. Uh, Pardon me one second. Hey, everybody, come on in. In This night, uh, they got rooms here. Y'all want a room together, be separate. I mean, uh,
2: depend. You got you got a big bet for me.
1: Come here, some. Yeah, I try to say everything for you, Oberon. Yeah, well, oh, so as Oberon is
3: like so, ducking in. to going through this, he's like, I seriously don't know what's going on, and it so, goes.
0: So as you enter, and you're you're saying, are are you saying this as you're entering? Yeah. Yeah. Watch your head. The um, the building takes a little bit to adjust to the taller individuals. And he's saying this in common, but you understand him.
3: Does that dog? Huh? <laughs> Who not, uh, cocking his head to his side, just nods, confused and just door,
2: nods. door small. Okay, <laughs> somebody tell him we need five rooms, or me and brother get another room together. Me want to use hot spray. Okay,
0: you can. Book the room yourself. Yep.
3: Um. I mean, I I could just sit on a chair if it's not a problem. I got you um, in the room.
1: Don't worry about
3: it. He's a little bit of like a blush of just not trying to be a burden.
1: Okay, well, I'm pretty sure I'm not insightful enough to pick that part up. But yeah, he's just
3: it's... for some reason. Yeah. Hey, oh man, he wants to he wants me to be one of his wives. Oh god. <laughs>
1: why why am I only a harem according to you? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> a harem of all your companions. Yep. <laughs> Anar, Aiden, you guys want your old room or um
0: Anar, do you want to bunk up? I I wouldn't mind. to spend time with another friendlier face, and uh, you can tell me exactly uh what exactly happened to you. Uh, long story, strange strange place. Nice people. Kind of feel bad for this one uh this one lady named after a plant of some kind. Anyway, <laughs> um, feel bad. I won't be able to actually keep my promise to her. Uh,
1: yeah, happens, but
0: yeah, I'll explain to you
1: right.
0: if we can get a nice room for the night.
1: So I'll get a room for the two tall ones, uh, a room, or no Sue and a room for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So a solitary room for you; those two are going to be together, and then the other two tall individuals will be together. Yes. And he smiles and goes, "Well then." As he waves his hand across the counter, there are a series of keys appear. Two keys uh, and another key. Uh, let me describe how these keys look. The one key has literally one written on it, and there's another key that has two written on it, and another key that has two written on it. The key that has one, you can assume, is for you, because yes. it is written. And just, it, the way it looks, too, is a little uncanny. And how would it, it relate to you? It is uh, stylized to have ravens that kind of their wings are like in a, like if they're doing like a freefall dive and there's a wolf at it looking like it's howling. And the way that the wings are bent to look like a free fall dive looks like a crescent moon. Um, huh. And it has a one on it. Then the key for what you can assume to be Aiden and Anar's room one, it's purple. And two, uh, it has almost like these strange cogs but where the gears mesh together are like the 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 crowning of like a, a fire and then the last key which is for what well, you consume again is for uh, Oberon and Balak. you see what looks like like an old style uh of
3: our of stone that's what it is cha
0: <laughs> A giant rune style, essentially, almost has like a Nordic embrace, like uh, I think uh, Space Wolves from Warhammer 40k, that type of look.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, what is your name, Mister? I eyebrow after looking at the keys.
0: He looks at you and he says, hmm, "Well, that's quite simple. My name is Messier Ver, and that is when we will pick up next week, or not next week, next time." <laughs> You always
1: do that. Yes, I do. <laughs>
4: oh, my God. <laughs>
1: well, that was an interesting <laughs> session. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was so
0: hoping you guys would keep that egg. Oh, my God. I have <sighs> a
2: feeling I messed up, but...
0: No, you didn't mess up. No, there's no such thing as messing up in DD. Um Unless you get your character... Killed by some sort of puzzle. Anyway, um, no, uh, there's no messing up in D and D. At least I don't like. I mean, so.
1: you only wipe out your whole party and it can't come back. That's about it. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I, I suppose.
1: You know, so every has a positive, negative reaction. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, man, I was so hoping you would keep that egg because it uh, oh, son You're of it, ruin you a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> it would have been so interesting
2: yeah so i can keep the egg and have like
0: a thousand
2: tadpoles mutant things crawling you didn't know what they
0: were you didn't i mean let's just say if this was a telltale game when you stomped on that egg it would have said it would have been like someone will remember that
2: (laughs) (laughs) i believe it yeah All right, so what, when, are we, when are we resuming?
0: Uh, like, not next, not Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, because this Tuesday we're doing a regular Neon Nights episode, and then...
2: Oh, have we decided what we're talking about? Or yeah. is it the same thing? Uh, I can't
0: yeah, remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I won't do it over recording because we're still recording right now. I'll, I'll message it to you. Yeah. But uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Eternal Champions. I am your host and DM, Michael Trebekino. Joining me today were champions Myrthal, played by Ernie.
1: Have a good night, everyone. Jamie, pleasure playing with you.
0: Valak, played by Supreme Mega Master Senpai Big Giga Daddy.
3: Have a good night, guys.
0: And Oberon, <laughs> played by Cesar.
3: Y'all have a good night, Arizona. Keep it country over there. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, guys. Keep those dice rolling.